Hey, welcome again to another episode of the Sci-Fi Crunch Roast. My name is Vince, and with me is Jeff. Hey. Today we are doing the last of the three great trilogies. Star Wars, the sequel trilogy. Of course, that is The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and the most recent film just released, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens is a 2015 American space opera. Uh, produced, written, produced, co-written, and directed by J.J. Abrams. <clears throat> it starred uh, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Andy Serkis, Dom Hall Gleason, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, and Max von Sydow. And Billy D. Williams. No. Not in, not in The Force Awakens. Oh, you're just doing The Force Awakens. Yeah. I thought you were rattling no, off the I whole do, thing. No, I do. Oh, they, you're you going to do this. all of them separately. I do okay. them separately. Uh, go ahead. There's some. There's going to be some repeats. <laughs> the Last <laughs> Jedi, 2017 American epic space opera, written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it seems like everybody that I follows Star it. Wars, though, did not like this at all. I didn't and it was Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so, produced by uh, Lucasfilm, distributed by Walt Disney, includes Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis, Lupita Nyong'o, Dom Gleason, Anthony Daniels, and Gwendolyn Christie in returning roles with Kelly Marie Tran, Laura Dern, and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, see, there was some the repetition there. There's some repetition. Rise of Skywalker is a 2019 epic space opera. Uh, produced, co-written, and directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, it stars, of course, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Kelly Marie Tran, Naomi Aki, Dom Hall Gleason, Richard E. Grant, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, it. Jonas Sutomo, Ian McDermott, and Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. He oh, was shoehorned in there. All right. He so, was. They just, they just wanted to make a whole... For Billy D. Williams, and the whole wasn't Billy D. Williams shaped. It was not. No, but they <laughs> forced really him not. in there. Yes. Oh, poor Billy. I know he deserved better. He did a good job. Oh yeah, he did fine. I mean, I, I really enjoyed what he brought to the film. Could it have been brought by like any other character whatsoever? Yup. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But, but uh, you know, got to have the entire returning cast back. But they didn't do him justice. No. Well, but we're going to talk about that, too, because I just literally last night read some stuff that kind of sh- surprised me a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk about that as well. Um, okay. So let's let's uh, things to talk about. I just saw the last flick. Right? I literally came literally. from the theater to here. And uh, my my personal feeling is this. Do, do we want to say this right now? Or yeah, do I want we to wanna... start off oh, with this. Okay. I'm going to pull a C-3PO and erase 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 9, and uh, the uh, Crystal Skull Indiana Jones movie from my memory. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Wow. So we're doing... So you're tell, what you're telling me here is we're doing a podcast of something based, I, based yeah. on three movies that you hate. No, I didn't hate them, but for me, okay... A lot of people like, this is just going to be um, uh, an example of okay. how I feel All right. Uh, using Final Fantasy VII, which okay. is a beloved video game by a lot of people. Right. I liked playing it until I got to the end because the payoff sucked. 
Hmm. Yeah. And uh, that payoff, uh, you need a good payoff. It makes everything else worth it or it could ruin everything else. And the payoff was the problem. Gotcha. There's lots of good. There was lots of good, but the payoff. I mean, I've been there. I can totally relate. There's many, many movies um, that I've seen that I was like really, really into. And then like, like you said, at the end, 11th hour. Yeah. At the end, they just, they phoned it in. They, uh-huh. The Wonder Woman uh, that came out a couple years ago is one that I can think of. I thought I thought yes. finally I was watching a good DC movie and I really right. appreciate having a great time watching it. And then the ending rolled up and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, what well, that one you, wasn't you, you, completely you complete, ruined. You but, complete uh, that marvelous film with that dumpster fire of an ending. No, that I agree with. It was a dumpster fire and ending. I was able to forgive that one. And I don't know why. You're, you're that a was, better man than me. That was a terrible ending. Yeah. That was just a, what, a CGI yeah. wannabe god with yeah, it no... It was horrible. He was worse than a lot of the Marvel villains. Well, I mean, I, everybody that really knows me knows how I feel about that. And I think the MCU is light years ahead of anything DC has put out. As a matter of fact, I've taken a vow that I will no longer watch. I'm not going to pay to see DC stuff anymore. I'm going to let any DC movie be reviewed and reviewed. I will wait... Uh, six months after a DC movie is released. Oh, uh, before I go see it, so I can hear what everyone has to say. You are you are clearly more generous of a man than I am. I am waiting until DC been. movies come out on TV, maybe because then. I think the commercials will help them. Maybe then, yes. That's that's where I'm at. Literally, but, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen anything after Wonder Woman. I didn't see uh, Aquaman yeah. that everybody is saying was just so fucking excellent. Don't I care. Seen it. No, um, what was the other? One. There was another one that came out too. I don't remember what it was. Oh, now. it was the guy uh, Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't seen Shazam yeah, again. Everybody says, "Oh, it's hilarious. You're gonna love it." If you like Deadpool, you'll like Shazam. Nope. I've heard not wasting I've my heard money on it. Bad about Shazam. Not even to go see it. even Joker, which is not directly related to the DCU. Oh, no, I'm gonna. I have not gone and seen. I'm it. I'm going to see that. Nope. I'm a bit. Well, behind. you're not now because it's out on video. <laughs> well, sure, I'll go see it on video. I don't mind that one. I want to see really yeah. bad. That's probably the uh, only DC movie that's been out. For me, it started and it's after not, the Superman movie. Okay. I could tell the Superman movie. I, and, I and you know, this everybody out there, I want to address this real yeah. quick. He says after the Superman movie. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's he's the most talking, recent one. He's talking about Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Which yeah. had Superman nowhere on it, and rightly so, because it was not a Superman movie. It right, was a right. movie okay. about a guy that wore the S and the blue tights, but he was not Superman. And he, yeah, he was just not super. I enjoyed it too. I would have loved it had it not been Superman at all. If they'd give him a completely different outfit <laughs> and called Zod something else and called Lois Lane something else and called the Daily Planet something else, I would have given it five out of five stars. Mm. As it is, I give it one because it was a shit fan service of a movie. <laughs> I, I enjoyed I, it. I, I just it couldn't. Fine. It aggravated the crap. I, out of I liked it. And then um, it, that wasn't the end for me. It was. Seeing that, then the next time I saw a preview, and I don't remember which one it was, I could tell from the preview, no, this is going to go bad. This is this is now. I, I wish you knew which one it was. I, I think it was. Was it Batman v Superman? The next one. Um, I think it might have been Batman. Yeah, because Justice League came out after that. Yeah, and that looked like crap just from the trailers. Yeah, uh, it was terrible. And the the MCU was already happening. See, and, and that's it was where fine. That's where I get really really aggravated with DC because yeah. I think they put out good trailers. I do. I, okay. I like their trailers. They lure me in. And that's why I spent so much money on it. You know, uh, I didn't go see Man of Steel in trailers because or in, in the movies because of some reason. I don't even know why. Uh, but I did go see Batman v Superman in movie. I did go see Justice League. Um, and I did go see uh, uh, 
what was the other uh, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I but those so. three, I all of them. those three, I cashed out on. I was like, "That's it, I'm done." Yeah. I didn't yeah. go see. I yeah, didn't go see Wonder choice. Woman. I didn't wise go choice. see. Walk away from ones. the table. Don't try to win your money back. Just right. walk away from the Pretty table. Much. Yeah. Pretty much. Down, um, as far as as far as Joker even goes, you know, I've had people that. tell me it's great. It's not yeah. strictly part of the DCU. Blah 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 blah. I don't Black care. Yeah. I just don't. That's where DCU has put me. I don't care. Well, it's you know, it's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has been making bad decisions with this type of movie. But see, that's the thing. Their whole TV, you know, the whole DC yeah, universe that, on yeah. TV. I, I don't watch it. Because I'm not into soap opera type stuff. Neither am I. Um, no. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. The ones that I have watched. So I don't watch it. It's but like everybody. television. Everybody has raved to me how. And even in the. Uh, I've read articles about how DCU sucks. But the DC television universe is really roaring. Everybody. I mean, they got, they got record viewership. It's great storylines. Great writers. Blah, it blah, blah, blah. It has an audience. Yeah. It's not the same audience if for DC, MCU. If DC was smart. In my opinion, in my uneducated, not a businessman dude opinion, they would cut DCU right now and throw all their money into the TV market. Yes. Give, because they're not going to win again at CU. They're just not. not. MCU is already established 10 years and like 22 movies in, and they've already got plans for the next 10 years. Hmm. They're not going to beat them in the movie market. Get rid of it. Get out of it. Throw your money into the TV where, uh, where MCU has floundered. Yeah, that's right. Except for now, uh, the MCU is doing the uh, uh, Disney Plus. With everything going streaming, I think it's uh, it's applicable now. Fine, you but that's compare a, it. Fine, but that's a streaming universe, which is uh, separate from the on air. Yeah, the, there is. You got to pay to see that. Still, yeah. DC is free to everybody, and I think I think people are flooding into the streaming service away from the your normal television service. I know people who don't even have cable couldn't get good reception off their television if they tried all they got is internet with a streaming service yeah i'm, I'm surprised cable uh hasn't been uh re- reporting record losses uh, I, I they know. probably are their viewers <laughs> say maybe they are i don't yeah, think, i don't keep up on it who knows it made me think of something yeah. um before i saw this movie uh the rise of skywalker mm. the black widow trailer Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on there. What'd you think of that? Oh, right. That got me more excited than anything else. I can't else. wait to see David Harbour in that film. Oh, I almost cried. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I think he's going to be a perfect mix of Deadpool and Captain America. <laughs> I think it's just, just looking at him and the things he said and stuff like that. Oh, it yeah. still fits. You know? <laughs> You've gotten fat. Right. <laughs> I, I just, great. that's maybe I'm going to be wrong. I don't know. And I'm prepared to admit it if I am. But I just, oh. I just get that feeling that he's going to be some kind of amalgam of Captain America and, well, I guess Captain Russia, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Deadpool. I just, I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. He's, uh, if Captain America cursed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and drink, and drink dr- vodka. And yeah. And, it looks really good. I got excited. Yeah. I, the trailer music, boom, boom. I, I know. The only place yeah. that, I, I don't this know how feels they do that. different. Though. I don't know how they do that, what kind yeah. of instrument or whatever they do that. But the only other place I've heard music similar to that was in a film that came out about a year ago, year and a half ago called Annihilation hmm. uh, that starred, um, oh, she was in the prequels. Um, uh, the Natalie Queen, Portman. Queen, Natalie Portman, yeah. Okay. And also they, in the MCU, they used it. Was she? Oh yeah, she's mm-hmm. Thor. That's right. Yeah. Um, and the upcoming Thor Love Thunder. 
<laughs> I'm gonna think of that every time. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, made another thing. The previews had that same kind of womp womp music on it, uh, and it, yeah. it really got to me. It's a very emotional, uh, forging kind of a music for me, uh, and I was like, "Ooh, this is really interesting looking." Yeah, Not because of the mu- music, but the music was a huge factor in my wanting to go see that film, and music they helped. used it through the movie. Oh, that's just good. Perfect that's good. I hate it when they they put out the best trailer with really good music, and then you go see the movie, and like the music's not there. Yeah, yeah. It's like that that should have been oh, there. Annihilation. And it's it's a sci fi flick, so maybe we'll review it for everybody. Oh, that'd be um, great. But oh, it was really it, it's it's sci fi creepy. I can bring it back to Star Wars now. Can you? Yes, because please do because we're way off track again. <laughs> we are. <laughs> uh, the time I heard that sort of sound was in the prequels uh, after they leave. Camino, 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 the the, the uh, clone planet. Yeah, yeah. And they're here. The uh, Django is it Django? In Django, movie? Django, it is Django. Okay, not and Boba. his and his son Boba. Oh yeah, Boba's in there too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When Django and Boba are uh, fighting Obi Wan in the uh, oh right on the, oh yeah, yeah. those bombs yeah. yeah. Those bombs were awesome because it was God. silent and then this gigantic explosion. It oh, yeah. could not replicate that sound. It's not a human sound. It's not a human sound. Yeah, it was something weird like that. <laughs> it was cool, though. Yeah. And uh, they've taken, and I feel like that was the first time I ever heard that, and this modified version did get me amped for Black Widow, yeah, yeah. along with really good footage that looked like uh, James Bond meets uh the mcu he meets even better than james bond hmm. yeah i just got espionage all over this yeah it's gonna be cool well, it's gonna yeah. be a good movie it that comes out in may scene with the her falling through the debris yes oh and then she just lands like perfect three-point oh. landing yeah and those other troopers are flying behind her mm-hmm. that is so over the top comic book black widow kind of crap i loved the scene where she's in the fight with her sister and they're in the like they're in the kitchen and they're duking oh, yeah. it out yeah and then she flips black widow and black widow slams up against that door uh-huh. but it's not like it's i mean if you think of if you think of people slamming against doors and stuff usually it's done in a quote-unquote safe way no, no. this looks like she could have broke her freaking leg because her <laughs> one leg goes through the glass of the door yeah and hits the sill of the window and literally kind of bends over it a second until it snaps back and then she falls on the right side of the door. I was like, holy crap. Did she just break her leg during that scene? Wow. It looked bad. Yeah. It looked uh, like yeah. something a toddler would do. And I was like, <laughs> shit. She t- that's that's going to leave marks. Do you know they, they were not going to even do the Black Widow movie back in the day? Did you ever hear why? No. The toy guy. The whole MCU started all the way up until I think it was Age of Ultron was the one where Disney went. Um, no, Kevin Feige's running this. Okay. The guy who ran it before was all like, okay, we can't do Black Widow. She won't sell. Well, the toys just won't go because she's hmm. a woman. It's like, no, no, this looks good. And, she that, is, and that is completely uh, George Lucas's fault. <laughs> because what? if it wasn't, well, yeah, think about it. He didn't make shit off of Star Wars, but he banked all of the uh, 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 merchandising rights. Oh, yeah. Good and then him. merchandising just exploded. Loaded. And so now okay. everybody, when they Everyone's make a deal, make a movie, about the merchandise, they, they and merchandising rights are in all of that crap. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So I it's completely George sure. Lucas's fault. It's completely it George Lucas's fault that we have not had a Black Widow movie up until now. F you, George Lucas. <laughs> We're getting that rectified. Thank you, Kevin Feige. <laughs> right, right. Uh, There's a man get, with forward thinking. Yeah, let's get back to Star Wars. Okay, yeah, so, so uh, about, uh, start. I talk? mean, there's the cast. You know, like we can okay. we can run over the cast if we want, but I mean, it's pretty. You got you got the three. You got the trilogy, right? Uh, yeah. Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher. Uh, and delivered. Give throw Billy D. Williams. We can throw. Yeah, we'll yeah, throw him a bone. Give the the quadra. They, they uh, I mean, they they acted fantastically. They Billy did exactly what they should have acted great, but he his role was the worst. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, and the smallest. It was, but the I'm smallest. but I'm kind of thinking at the end of the movie, did you catch where they might be going with a sequel? Do you think they're even going to do or a, a spinoff? Maybe, maybe a spinoff. Maybe a spinoff. Oh, with him going out with that girl, that yeah. felt a little creepy. Apparently, and okay, so obviously we're releasing this far enough after the movie has been out. There's going to be spoilers in here. We're, we're telling you right now. Out of it. If you don't like Spoiler it, very alert. sorry. Maybe you want to stop stop listening until you see the movie. But there's going to be full of spoilers for all yeah. three of these movies. We need a and, sound bite, like spoiler alert, <laughs> or something. <laughs> and the first spoiler I want to throw out there is that in early drafts. And supposedly still in the minds of the filmmakers, Jana, that girl, yeah. is his daughter. Yeah. I know. I don't know how I feel about it either because it's not on screen yet. I mean, them running into him. I kind of I kind of think it would have been. I kind of think it would have been another, better. It's too many coincidences. It's not a coincidence. He went to he went to that planet with Luke. He just decided to stay there. So when they yeah. came to look for the stuff, he was still there. I felt and again. Wrong. I didn't feel Look natural. at that. No, it totally did. Because look at exactly what he said. Wookiees stand out in a crowd. You saw that. Well, of course. And they kind of telecasted it before that by saying, yeah. hey, uh, everyone lay low, Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca literally stoops. Yeah, he does. He I, actually I, does. Man, I'll tell you what. I grew up with the original trilogy, and mm-hmm. I am a Peter Mayhew guy through and through. I love what he did with Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. But this Jonas Sutomo. Yeah, is on the ball. I like I like what he does with Chewbacca. I really I I mean it's it's an emoting it's an emoting yeah it's an emoting role. He he can't speak yeah so he's got to emote with all his body and he does a great job at it. He just does. (laughs) That's where you get someone with good mime skills. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Speaking of the Wookiee, I love that he now wins the Wookiee. The Wookiee. Speaking of the Wookiee. You wouldn't you wouldn't say speaking of the Corellian when you're talking about Han Solo. When I'm talking about you, I say speaking of the human. Speaking of the fat man. <laughs> speaking of that guy. All right, anyway. The podcast speaking of, guy. Speaking of Chewy. Okay, speaking of Chewy. <laughs> speaking of Chewy, I love that he uh he's now a winner at that uh, chess game. He's not really a, they turned it off. They turned it off, but they they said, "How does he keep winning?" Right. Yeah. So he was winning. He's cheating. Oh, they said he was cheating. <laughs> I think he just after getting his ass beat by uh, who did he get his ass beat by? Luke. Nobody ever beat his ass in that. They never. I don't think they ever finished a game in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only time I heard that he was doing well is uh, when he made that move, and Han Solo said, "Let him have it. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee." You know? <laughs> yeah. Droids don't, don't people don't pull people's arms out of their. Oh, well, that was it. When they I lose. think it was C three PO who was playing. Them. That was the first movie. Yeah, yeah, C three PO. I think C three PO. I think what they were implying is 
C-3PO was poised to win that game. And I could I'm be. glad to see the Wookiee has come back with the Visions. Mm. I just imagine after getting nearly or beaten by C-3PO that he just practiced forever. You're like, what? you know what? Fuck that. I'm not getting beat <laughs> by a fucking gold dude anymore. <laughs> No one likes him. I'm not getting beat by him. Okay, yeah. so obviously there's a lot of feelings mixed about this film. Yeah, um, I myself, I myself have mixed feelings about this film. Overall, I thought it was a very good film. I thought some of the imagery was good. It was not a great film. No, there was a lot of problems with it, especially in the eleventh hour. Yes, yeah. one of the problems was why did we have to revisit that fucking chess game? No, <laughs> you had a problem with the I chess did. game. It wasted time. Was it wasted the chess game. It, it wasted time in a film where the first half, the first forty minutes to an hour felt like you were going one hundred and sixty miles an hour in a Lambo, and then the sure last, did. yes, and then the last part of the film actually slowed down to a respectable Star Wars pace. Except it was bad. See, and I don't think so. I thought the first half was way worse than the second half because it was so fast you couldn't keep up with everything going on. Literally, I saw this movie twice. Okay. Separated, separated did, by well, about. Did you feel a different way about it the second time? Yes, I okay. pre- I appreciated it more because I was I'm, able I'm to watch. A, I'm the viewpoint of the first person. So sure, I appreciated it more the second time because I was able That's to. Good. I knew that first part was very fast, mm-hmm. and as I'm watching the second second the time separated by about a week I'm sitting there going oh my god I forgot all about this I forgot all about that because <laughs> it, it just went so quick I wasn't even, I didn't have enough time to internalize it was land it. speeder speed it really yeah. was yeah. it was insanely quick land and, speeder speed in a thick indoor forest yeah and then they just dropped it right down yep. to normal speed and then I was I mean I, I was into it fully vested mm-hmm. for that second half or second you know hour and 20 minutes whatever it was um, because it was slowed down again. And I knew on the second viewing, I was aware of everything that was going on because I had internalized all of that the first time. There was only like a small five-minute section where I had to leave the first time to go to the bathroom. And I caught that the second time. And that was literally when uh, uh, Dom- Dominic Monahan said, hey, why don't we pull some Holdo stuff? Oh. I thought that was a great little line. It's kind of a throwaway given to him. You know? uh, yeah. But yeah, it was a great. Why was he in that movie? I don't know. He's such a bit part that didn't go anywhere. It's it's almost like he won a bet. It does seem like it's like, all right, you've got to put me in this movie. I don't have a role for you. I'll do anything. I will literally give me a line or two. I don't care. I will clean toilets. Yeah. You don't have to even pay me. We don't have any (laughs) toilet scenes, man. I'll just put you here. The bad part is I felt that way about Rose Tico as well. Yes, I was like, away. why they the hell? almost threw away all of the last movie. Why the hell was she in the movie? They, they kind of did throw away the I'm, last movie. And I'm not arguing against her. Mm. I would have liked to have seen more of her. You know, they really established yeah. her as almost a main character in The Last Jedi. I wanted her to be on the mission with everybody and, and doing rebel shit. Yeah. And she was stuck. Oh, uh, Princess oh Leia I've got an excuse. To, yeah, the general wants me to go, you know, file this thing or, right. or mess with this doohickey. Like they, it was an obligatory, yeah. hey. Yeah, it's like they had to let us know why. Right. Because they knew, they knew we would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what they did? I'll, I, this just occurred to me. Oh, my God. What's this that? just occurred to me. They stuck her in there because if they didn't, then people would be slamming Disney and uh-huh. Mar- and, uh, yeah. and Star Wars But they had no racial shit. using... Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was racial. Stuff. I would. Oh, I don't think it was. I'm saying that's what people would have said. I think you, you wrote the Chinese girl out of the sequel. I think it was. Why'd because, you do that? That's uh, what I'm saying. 
I think it was just because like people would ask questions in general. I don't think it'd be a race thing. I just think it'd be like, oh, oh you had this person in this movie. What happened to her? Look at I, the news. I think they were trying people don't to, ask questions anymore. They accuse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think if you go on like on forums and stuff like that, people there's always some racist guy here and there. They still exist, but for the most part, like dork forums, geek forums. I'm a dork and a geek. I can say <laughs> um, they stick to just bashing it for like quote unquote legitimate reasons. Like yeah. they would totally go in the forums. They would go like. Yeah, you just had him in. She was this big, important part. And then you just were like, well, fuck that. I mean, what do you think you're doing? Uh, we could tell that you just had nowhere to go with that. It would just be people ba- bashing the movie left and right. I agree with you on the Geek Dork forums, but yeah. I'm saying I'm saying on like Yahoo and other mainstream places, the people that comment on there and, and the indeed the uh, 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 opinion poll people that throw out opinions on things like on forums like that. Those are the guys that would have tried to score extra points for making it a race thing. They might have, but they don't matter. No, not in the large scheme. Well, even in the money scheme, the fandom is the one that keeps it floating. It's like, yes, all these other people could throw money in there, but to, to, for the star Wars to get to the next point that star Wars can make the money. It's the fandom that keeps them floating. True. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, so the the uh, Holy Trinity there are, we, we established they're awesome. Of course, we lost Han, uh, Harrison Ford in the first movie. He wasn't in uh, uh, Last Jedi. Very surprised cameo role. Yeah, I thought he was done with it. In uh, uh, I thought he was too. Yeah. Very surprised, very happy to see him in Rise of Skywalker. I thought that scene particularly was exceptionally well played. I thought and, so too. And I thought more Driver's so, entire story, Kylo Ren's yeah. story was really good. M- more so. Until the end. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More so because I read that I-, I thought it was kind of the force and him that caused Harrison Ford to be there. That's not what happened. He just remembered it. No. No. What happened was Leia used the rest of her life force through the force to pull that memory out of Ren's head and make it manifest. That was Leia's. That was Leia's shit right there. That's really interesting. I know. It it amplifies a thousandfold the emotions that went through that scene. That's one of the scenes that almost made me cry. When when I saw him just you, you hear him say, Hey kid, and you're just like <laughs> Because I, I love spoilers. Everybody knows this about me. I love spoilers. Uh-huh. And I knew 90% of the movie when I went into it. Even the fast stuff at the beginning, I knew what was going on. But it's like reading a book for me. I can read a book and then go see the movie and still be pleasantly surprised at how they do it. And that's the way it was. I knew. I have read several spoilers and things online. And I, I thought I knew anyway. I shouldn't say I knew because you never know what's real and what's not. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I thought I knew based on reading the same thing in multiple different locations what was going to happen for 90% of this film. And I was right. But that was one thing that I did not read. I'll tell you what. I The big thing I saw with uh, uh, Kylo Ren's storyline in that moment was a believable Vader. The Vader creation story that was uh, created through the prequels mm-hmm. was shite. It was shite. Well, you have your opinion on that. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was a uh, a Vader creation story uh, that hit all the marks until the very end. 
Um, you have someone who you could see the conflict in them. You could see why they would turn to the dark side and you believe it. And you also see that moment in time when they're accepting the light again or, or their redemption. And you go, yeah, I believe that too. I totally believe all of it. And it was beautiful. And if it just had gone somewhere in that last act. Okay. Oh, Before my we, God. I want to yeah. touch on I want to touch on your feelings for the last act, but I want to I'm going to respond to what you just said. Yeah, yeah, go for it. My problem, okay, with what you just said is very simple. What's that? Well, first, I really enjoyed the the part about the prequels that I really enjoyed was the Vader development, watching him in each movie move a little closer to that dark side, and then just seeing at the end how the Emperor pushed him over the edge. He was already on the edge, yeah, but seeing how at the end how the Emperor pushed him over with the help of the Jedi. The Jedi weren't innocent in this. They were trying to do the right thing. I'll give them that. But the way they were doing it, I think was, I don't want to say it was wrong, but it was misguided. Um, with, with Kylo Ren, I never did feel him as, I, as, as a Vader acolyte. Uh, and the reason I didn't is because he didn't act like it. No, I, I felt him for who he was. He was... A, he, he was, was an idolizer. He was an idolizer. No, he, he was yes, a fanboy. He yes. was a fan, a Vader fanboy. Yes, but he yeah. was also ostensibly uh, uh, a commanding enough presence to be a Jedi. At least that's what Luke thought because he was training mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So at some point, now you got Luke who raises his lightsaber and is going to try to kill this kid, and so creates Kylo Ren. Okay. Well, they were kind of saying that the dark side was there already. But yeah, Luke made a mistake. Right. Um, It can be argued that if he hadn't done that, Kylo might not have turned to the dark side. It can be argued. It could be argued that. So that's kind of what I'm going for. I think the big question is, we don't know. But let's assume for a second. But let's assume for a second. You're right. Let's assume for a second that the dark side was already so engendered in him that Kylo Ren was going to come out no matter what. That reinforces what I'm about to say. Okay. He was such a dark side character and had been for so long that that bullshit on the bridge where he ultimately killed Han Solo, did not fly with me. You didn't feel that? No. I felt nothing during oh, that Oh, I totally got that. I totally felt I, it. I teared up when he killed Han Solo because he killed one of my childhood idols. That was mm. it. I felt nothing for that little dickhead boy. And I'll be honest <laughs> with you, over the last three films, while I liked the last three films, mm-hmm. I did not like Adam Driver. I'm like not saying him. Kylo Ren. I'm saying Adam Driver. I, I think like he Adam was. Driver. I think he was the poorest possible person they could have picked for that role i thought he did a great job in throwing temper tantrums without me being utterly annoyed by his childish behavior Hmm. yeah he walked this fine line between oh that is a temper tantrum and uh what normally would would i would normally feel with the temper tantrum is like i just fucking hate that character which is what i felt i didn't hate him i (laughs) I uh, I felt for him. I felt him. Okay, like he he had some bad stuff, bad juju going on. He had some uh, bad influences around him, and I mean, yeah, but you know, some anger and the issues. He had lots of issues. <laughs> he did. I felt his issues. Okay, I guess if I could feel the issues, maybe, but I just they never they never really surfaced. Like Vader, Vader was just. When you first saw him walk out of that door on the starship on in the first Star Wars, uh, yeah, movie, it was way past where Kylo Ren was. Right, uh, he was he was in it. Right, and and maybe it's the fact that Kylo hasn't hadn't uh, had a chance to develop as a character over the period of time that Vader did because he's 
at that point, he'd been Vader for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. Was it 18 years? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Luke was about 18 when he left Tatooine. Yeah. Right. Okay. So he'd had he'd been Vader for about 18 years. He'd had uh, uh, quite a long time to uh, foster that hate. That he, solidify it. Yeah. Yeah, solidify his way of So how being. long was Kylo Ren Kylo Ren? I don't know. Maybe it's not long enough, and that's why he acted the way he was, but that's not what I wanted. I yeah, wanted I, I wanted a solid villain in this in the sequel trilogy, and I never got it until mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. You're talking about you're not to obviously uh not Snow, but uh the Emperor. Palpatine, yeah. Palpatine. Now, do I like the way he pulled him in his fan service? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been written way better. Yes. Um I agree but, with that. But that having been said, it is what it is, so I'll take it. Certain story beats were good about him, and the Im- this is where I want to talk about the imagery. Okay. Because the imagery At in that, these three on, movies, on Exegol? Yeah. Oh. The imagery in these three Chills. movies were at their best when it was everything to do with the Emperor. Yeah. That plan. The first time you saw, I mean, they didn't do the opening where you see the big ship from the underneath. Right. So you didn't get that sense of scale for a moment. <laughs> and then you saw his pyramid was just his upside down. Yeah. That was. And impressive. when he lowered down, you saw these massive Sith uh, uh, statues. Yes. And the then face Kylo Ren's entire height was less than you know one of those faces they were gigantic uh-huh. and then and then when they lowered when they showed how the uh emperor moved around towards the end of the movie that was cool too. that was something out of a hr geiger nightmare yeah buddy yeah that was seriously straight cool straight up dark side craziness left and right and it was it was amazing imagery yeah uh in fact i want to do my favorite imagery spots, but I don't want to take the spotlight here. I want to give you a chance. Uh, what was your favorite imagery from the three movies? Oh, man. Uh, let's not include Exitar. I think we have now. Exegol. Exegol. You're horrible with names. I am. <laughs> Thank you, Benny. Uh, no problem. Uh, out of all three movies, my favorite imagery. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I there's think. a few contenders. There, oh, there's a lot. Okay. Um, some of the stuff that's coming to my mind right now, yeah. Starkiller Base. Starkiller base. Starkiller base was cool. You can argue all you want that it was just an expanded clone of the Death Star. Fine. Yes, I'll plan. agree with you. Practically a I don't care. It was yeah. freaking awesome. We had trees on it. And shit. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, uh, another thing that I would think what that was it was cool was uh, when she was on the first movie when she was spelunking in the death in the in the Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the one, the first movie is the one that's been the longest since I've seen. Yep. I saw two recently which i mentioned recently in one of our podcasts and obviously i saw this one yesterday and you are just bringing back memories mm-hmm. of some really cool stuff i remembered yeah. star killer forgot about that forgot about that yeah, yeah that, that was nice huge another yeah. another thing that i would be remiss in not uh admitting that was a, just a fantastic scene uh thematically mm-hmm. and theatrically was uh when holdo the holdo maneuver when she launched the ship into the star destroyers at light speed, oh, and it went completely, it went, it was completely visual because for ten seconds there was yeah. no sound in the theater. I mean, when I went to see the movie, not even people spoke. Yeah, that's how silent it was. It went dead. So all you saw, all that was going on, was your visual interpretation of that oh. scene for ten full seconds, and you just saw how it was a straight line, and then it hit that ship and. Pew, 
it just spread out like lightning bolts and hit all these other ships. Yeah. And that for me, I mean, it literally took my breath away as well as everybody else in the theater. Because I'm telling you, there was no sound. There was no breathing. There was no uh, nothing. I could see why they would call that the Holdo maneuver. Yeah. It's a really dumb maneuver. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But yeah. hey, if you're up against the wall and your ass cheeks are tight. Uh, yeah, yeah work there. Hold on maneuver. Yeah, hold on maneuver. <laughs> Everything's gone wrong. Let's do the hold on maneuver. Right. The other, yeah. uh, right after that, another mm-hmm. scene that was really good uh, for me visually was the, uh, uh, I can't remember what they're called, but the the ATATs, the monkey ones on the planet oh, crate. Yeah. How that whole, he had that whole line of them with uh-huh. his ship up and it was stark white. And then wherever they walked or whatever, they had that red popping up. Yeah, that red pop of color coming it was really in. Really cool. It, it yeah. really was like thematically looked very first orderish, right? And I that would be mine. Um, would be everything that happened on that planet. You the interior of the planet with the red crystals mm-hmm. when you were flying through it in uh, Millennium Falcon, right? That was beautiful, stunning. Yeah, uh, yeah. When the um, they they weren't called land speeders. They were. They had a I don't weird remember name. what they. Yeah, I don't remember what those Little names were. Props but, underneath mm-hmm. them, and they, they, I think their name skimmers. Were they skimmers. That sounds right. Something skimmers. Yeah, when they were flying across, and you saw the red dust underneath the white, it, that was really cool. Uh, and I have one more. The um, Exogar Exogus. All it says here is obsolete speakers. <laughs> 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 yeah, thanks a lot, Wikipedia. <laughs> right. Uh, which one, Exegol? You said Exegol. In the yeah. Last so movie? we talked about Exegol, but I also want to talk about the entrance to Exegol was really cool. To oh yeah, going, going through whatever that storm or whatever. I don't was. know. I don't know weird. what. I think they kind of explained it, but <laughs> I didn't catch that part. I was too busy going. Wow. Yeah. I, honestly, the <laughs> first time cool. we went through, I was like, "Holy fuck!" And the second time we went through, I was like, "Why didn't you just go around it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> once you figure out where the planet is. Why don't you just chart a safer course? <laughs> I don't know why you're doing this. We don't ask about plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> Space is just ripe for having plot holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's where that's where I'm at with that. Did, did yeah. you have any others? Those are my main ones. You named some of the big ones. The, star, yeah. the ones I was going to name were Starkiller, Crate, okay. uh, and um, the Exegar, Exegus. You know, actually, it's a play on words from Exodus, I think. Probably. And I don't know what the goal is. I don't know. Like, they, I noticed they they do that, though. I mean, Darth Vader, Invader, Sidious is Insidious. Actually, Darth Vader, the Vader came from Father. I heard it was from Invader. Nope. He Where'd... named him Vader because it's a derivative of Father in a different language. I don't remember which one. Mm. If you guys out there know which one, let us know. I've heard Invader. <laughs> I've heard um, otherwise, but it does seem like all of them have some uh, meaning behind them. Yeah. yeah, and then Exegol, I feel like, is a very much a reference to Exodus. Yeah, or uh, what do they call it when you isolate yourself? Exclusion? Yeah, no, Ex- that's uh, a, it's uh, something else. But anyway, yeah. uh, Exile. Exile. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. It could exile. be also Exodus, Exile. It could be either one, yeah. I don't know what the goal is because I feel like they they mashed some words together. They probably did. Uh, but it's all right. Gallstones? Maybe. Because, you know, he's about as pain in the stomach as a gallstone. It could be. Huh. Maybe maybe the... Insidious is. Maybe, uh, maybe that planet was a gallstone. <laughs> maybe it was. Could be. It was God's gallstone. The universe yeah. is just the inside. Yeah. And, 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 and Eternal's gallstone. 
and the, yeah, they're crossing over. We're crossing over the yeah. universes. Yeah, they're crossing yeah. over somewhere. Somewhere in Star Wars universe, the uh, Avengers just defeated uh, Thanos. Well, that's in the future because this is a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Of course, you're not, right. Not no, too, that shot my idea down. Oh, not really. The Eternals <laughs> uh, is going to be set in the past. Oh, long, well, long, see, there time you go. Ago. It might still be an Eternals gallstone. Yeah, could be. Um, so <laughs> the other, I, I just, I, we were talking about it, and this other one popped up, of course. Um, oh, okay. And that is the uh, the whole Isle of uh, whatever the hell they called it on the on Luke's planet. When you Luke, thought that was well, well I mean, uh, look at that; it's gigantic. It's, I mean, look, it, it's 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 visually stunning because all it's surrounded by water. Yeah, it, it it's most just it's, is. A, it's this little island. It's very but it's isolated. Not very, yeah, but it's not very little either. It's a fairly large. I mean, it has a population of these indigenous creatures, mm-hmm. so it's a fairly large island. We don't see how big it is really. Um, but all the scenes shot there were just very um, poignant to me. They they spoke, uh, especially the scene where Yoda, uh, Yoda burns the the tree of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you know, freaks Luke out by not yeah. re- revealing that he had the texts pulled out of there. And that was something funny too because <laughs> uh-huh. because uh, in in this movie I was reading some things uh, from other people about it after it came out. I was reading different you know comments and, and things mm-hmm. that people issues that people had with it, and somebody said. So, force ghosts can now manipulate solid things? I do have a problem with that. When did that happen? And I my response to that. that is, at least one movie ago, because yep. Yoda had to get those texts out of the tree before he caught it on fire. Uh, and I had a problem with that. Well, why? Because it gives too much power. Uh, when, you, when you're Okay, so DC versus MCU. I can make this uh, argument using them. Okay. Uh, MCU people are never as powerful as DC superheroes. Okay. Uh, and that's the problem with DC. DC is not as fun to watch because every time you see something happen, you can go, well, why didn't he just do that? He's got all this fucking power. You can mm. do anything. And that's the problem. The more power you give uh, to various entities within a world, the more you go, well, why Why don't they just do it? Why don't you just have an army of force ghosts go take out the problem? I, okay. You know, I, can I, mean, yeah, I get the ideology would get in the way. I can counter that. Uh, okay. I can counter that. And it's very simple. Yeah. Um, if you look at the evidence we have on hand, yeah. force ghosts never really did anything serious to affect the world. No, they most definitely didn't. But that's, so, that's an so, ideology so, they could. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Perhaps they can't. Perhaps... The more energy they try to expend to to uh, affect the the real material realm, the less they become. Maybe because because if you look, maybe we didn't see Yoda move the book, so we don't know. But if you mm-hmm. look in Rise of Skywalker, when he caught the lightsaber, he was dimmer than he usually was, at least yeah. to my eye. So my idea is where I've never heard this before. It's just my idea. He siphoned off a little of his force power to be able to materialize his hand more to catch that thing. So you try to get an army of force ghosts to go in and, you know, wreak havoc on your your enemy. They're just going to, as soon as they try to start fighting, they're just going to disappear into nothing. Because that takes so much energy to materialize themselves that way. Poof, they're gone. I still think. Maybe, maybe forever. Maybe. I still think the safest thing to do as a writer of these worlds is to limit what you put in there reasonably. Uh, to don't go don't make it bigger than it needs to be to tell your story that way you have room to play with it in the future i agree with you and i think they did i uh, i just i just said they they barely influenced the world around them i'm just i don't think it would be necessary to do it at all 
necessary to have to have that. Probably, brute. probably you're right. But in both instances, it was a shock moment type thing. It was. There was some interesting. You know, at the end of uh, the movie, we thought we we all thought the books burned, and at the end of the movie, she opens the drawer and there's the books. <gasps> Well, it had to be Yoda. Nobody else was there. It was a shock moment thing. Mm. She threw the lightsaber away. And we're all like, no, don't do that. Chink. He catches it. <laughs> shock moment thing. Yeah. You know, it's made to grab the audience. I That's what it's there for. I don't give. I don't give the. Uh, I don't give that excuse to him. Okay. I don't think shock moments are worth compromising. Because shock moments are even better if the shock comes along with something you should have been able to foresee. <laughs> but you didn't like, uh, oh, you want to break the universe a little bit now. Now you, you you're mixing shock with um, questions. Hmm. Uh, sometimes it works, but I didn't think it worked here. Okay. I don't think it was necessary. I did. So yeah, that's fair enough. Um, let's see. Let's go on to who else do we? Oh, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the new cast. We were on cast oh, yeah, yeah. still. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. Uh, Leia was great. Han was great. Luke right. was great. Yep. Luke was uh, surprisingly great because uh, his performances in the first movies were always somewhat yeah. uh, silly. Um, well, he's learned a lot sometimes. Since then. Yeah. What'd um, you think about? Uh, we're going to skip over Daisy Ridley for a second. What'd you think about John Boyega? Which one was John Boyega? He's Finn. Oh, he's fine. Just fine. Because that's where I saw him was just fine. Yeah, he didn't and I'm have like, any, I just thought more could have been done with that character. He didn't have any standout moments where no. his performance grabbed me. No, I agree. And even, um, I believed that him and uh, Ray were very close. So yes, his performance didn't lead me to question him. No, uh, I believed what he gave me. I just I. I think he could have been utilized better. Um, you had Ray, yeah. you had Ray, the scavenger, but she was force sensitive, mm-hmm. and, and actually could be more than force sensitive. She was on her way to becoming a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, you had Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron, who was this awesome hotshot pilot. Everybody knew he was good. He didn't even have to be seen in the film uh, for everybody to know he was good. For instance, whenever he's flying an X-wing, you don't really see him, but you know it's him in there, and he's just doing awesome <laughs> shit. They did John, a good job in showing he was good without yeah. making it feel like they were shoving it down our throats. Right. It was believable. John like Boyega that. was, it felt like me, he was just there to tie those other two together and make them a, tri- a triplet, a trilogy. That's really what it felt like. He didn't have a place. No, he really, no, it didn't really. And do. it aggravated in me. In fact, in the second movie, his place was to fuck things up. Right. Yeah. And it aggravated me. And it aggravates me even more after Rise of Skywalker because I have heard now that J.J. Abrams, yeah. Yeah. who directed it um, and wrote it, has come out on the record and said that the thing that he was going to tell Ray and never did yeah. was that he is Force-sensitive. That aggravates me. If the character's Force-sensitive... Give him the shot and let him establish that. Let him do something. As a matter of fact, they did tell he was force sensitive. They just didn't. No, they no, they didn't. Yeah, they gave a scene towards the end of the movie where he could feel something that Ray was doing, and they basically told you he was force sensitive. It was like on the uh, Millennium Falcon. I think that can be seen two different ways. It can be seen as he's force sensitive, and it can be seen as she's reaching out to him. Yeah, I got force sensitive. Well, you're lucky because I didn't. Oh, I, okay. I got no, I, the only indication I had that he was force sensitive came from The Force Awakens 
and the roots of it were based in the Star Wars role-playing game. Um, oh. Because the rules okay. of the Star Wars role-playing game is very difficult. You're at a serious disadvantage to use a lightsaber if you're not a Jedi. Why? Because they're very difficult weapons to use for people who aren't Force-sensitive. Why? Because there's no weight to them. It's just a hilt. So to, oh. to be able to use that weapon skillfully, you have to be able to mash the Force because it's almost a preescient kind of thing. You have to know where that blade's going before it goes there. Hmm. Right? And okay. that's, Yeah. So when he was able to use a lightsaber in The Force Awakens, that's when I was like, he's force sensitive. Interesting. But then the second movie came along and they didn't explore that. And they're like, <laughs> okay, well, Han Solo used a lightsaber once. Maybe he's not force sensitive. You know, so I never <laughs> well, did get Luke it. Luke Skywalker, or Han Solo really minimally used the lightsaber. Right. Very, well, if very you look at, minimally. If you look at what Finn did, he kind of did too. <laughs> he swung it a couple of times and then got yep. his back cut. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. They're both pretty minimal. Yeah. Pretty minimalistic. But my point is, my point is they, they had this idea to make him force sensitive and they could have been, that could have been played for so much drama and humor in both of the second, the second and third film. And as a matter of fact, it was written that way. Now here's where I get a little bit mad at Disney because people who worked on the uh, rise of the Sky- rise of Skywalker have now started coming out into the public and saying this film is not what should have been. Really, the original film, as filmed by J.J. Abrams, was three hours long. Maybe it should have been. A lot of it was cut by Disney, and they ordered reshoots for fan service. Bad idea. One of the things Fuck that was cut. Service. One of the things that was cut Damn. was Finn using the Force. To protect some people. Hmm. Yes. I would like to see J.J. Abrams' version of this. Everybody wants to see J. It is literally trending right now. Is it really? Yes. Well, now that I release the J- of it. Release the J.J. version is trending. <laughs> yep. Yep. Release Absol- the Jedi truth. Absolutely. Release and it to us. I think it would be fantastic as well. Uh, but on the flip side, we're just peon fans, and this is... Disney. So they're probably <laughs> uh, never going to do it. No, I, I think Disney might. I, it's a great cash grab. I, I hope think about they this. would. Think about this Infinity War. But uh, see, if they do it, it's, yeah. it is a great cash grab. You're right. Yeah. But if they do it, they're basically admitting that, oh, we fucked this movie all up. I, I think I think it's a great maneuver. Because Infinity War came out uh, initially, and then they were like, uh, man, we're not quite the number one movie of all time. <laughs> so they yeah, released that. Yeah. I did not go see that. This one could legitimately do it. You didn't see the. I didn't see the. I extra didn't, stuff. No, you saw the original. I saw the original. Yeah, I, had, I saw no. Yeah, yeah, I saw no need to go in and watch. I still don't even no. know what the extra stuff was. Uh, really, nothing crazy. But see, this is you're you're talking mm. about. They might have added a little bit to it, or whatever the case may be. Again, for the that money was grab for, aspect, that was for in game. This one this, would be really different. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be a massive recut. Yeah, and you then know, we would all go back to see it, and it would be awesome. I don't think they're revisiting. But then, but then, which one's canon? Canon is a big thing to, to Star a, Wars. You have to make a choice there. Yeah, yeah. You so can make a choice canon? after you line your pockets with money. And even after they make a choice, true fans will still argue about it thirty years, forty years, fifty years. They later. want us arguing about. You know why I know that? Why? Because people who shot first. Oh. 
okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who shot first? Yeah, uh, we don't need to answer it's that. still being argued. We no, don't, we don't need an answer. We don't need an answer. Everybody can have their own idea, but, but I'm they saying like it's it when still we argue. being argued. We like it. They like it when we argue because we're talking about them. Well, that's true. Yeah, let, let, let's argue. In fact, that's what we're doing. That's what we do. <laughs> you are right. We, we, uh, oh, I can't say we make a living doing this. <laughs> Not yet, know, anyway, no but money. hey. Hey, anyone want to sponsor us? Right. We're looking for sponsors. Uh, sponsored by Random Taco Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Offering us free tacos. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. Random yep. Taco we're, Shack. We're eating taco. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, welcome to the Sci-Fi Crunch Roast. Today, we're brought to you by Random Taco Shack. Oh, it's good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's really crunchy. Oh, my God. Oh, it tastes like hell. Going straight down mm. the shitter. Yeah. But in any case, Han shot first. That's all I'm saying. Mm, so good. <laughs> so, uh, what were we talking about before we got into all of this? Oh, John Boyega. Right. I thought he could have been used better. Okay. And he wasn't. Um, Is that what we were talking about last? Yes. It's been so long. I know. Um, Daisy Ridley. Good job in all three films, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. dog uh, what I'm going to say isn't a dig on Daisy. It's more a dig on how they did uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, so, that's exactly what I would dig. Not on her, <laughs> but on the specifically, writing. Specifically, the Leia scenes. Oh. And it just oh, so happens that Daisy was... That. Right. And it just happens Daisy was in a bulk of the Leia scenes uh-huh. in Rise of Skywalker. Carrie Fisher yeah. has always been a scene commander. Whenever she's in a scene... She's she, one-liners in this one, though. Right. That's what I'm getting at. She's always That's been a scene going. commander. I, that bugged me, too. Okay. She's always been the center of any scene. Even when they had all three of them in a scene together, she somehow was the focal point of that scene. Yeah. She yeah, just she had that ability to do that. In this film, every single one of her scenes was archived footage that they didn't use from The Force Awakens. And so <laughs> it was one-liners. it was all one-liners and response actions. There was no forward, there was no scene commanding uh-uh. no, from was, Carrie Fisher no real at all. Dialogue. Right. And uh, she was more like a vehicle for dialogue, but not her. She wasn't dialogue. They right, they tried to they, they did it because they were trying to I'm hoping pay homage to Carrie. That's great. But you fucked it all up. That didn't work. In my opinion, this movie would have been better had they opened, and especially, oh my God, The Crawl. The Crawl at the beginning well, of the, the film. The Crawl was kind of dumb. The Crawl was completely stupid. The yeah. dead speak. What? Yeah. Get out of here. Dude, it was more like, uh, it was like one of those old timey sort of, yeah. oh, hey, the dead speak. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should have been, it should have been General Leia Organa is dead. And then go on with that. That could be. That's how. I mean, I, I get what they were trying to do, and I do appreciate her her last scene where she gave her life force and created that Han you know thing for, for Ben to see and redeem him that way. I get it. The family redemption through the force, blah, blah, blah. It's all great. It's sad. I'm going to cry. But mm-hmm. it meant that she had shit scenes at the beginning of this thing, and that I'm not comfortable with. They were really shit scenes. And I did notice that. I didn't realize that's where you're going with that, but I totally agree. Yeah. Her scenes were dumb. <laughs> that wasn't my problem with Daisy, though. No, and I'm saying, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm not trying to dig on Daisy. It just came into my mind because Daisy has the most scenes with Leia. Yeah. And her responses sounded dumb 
Nick did. Because of them trying to use that Leia footage. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it really you know, was. I'm dumb. going to do this with or without you. You know, mm. what? Mm-hmm. She's not even responding to you. <laughs> She's standing there staring, looking sad. <laughs> what are you saying, Daisy? Come on. It's not her fault. It was this. It was the script. It was the job they told her to do. I get that. The script, I'm saying. I'm not the trying to dig. really fell apart, I think, for her at the end. So I, I, I'm, well, I she, kind of. Well, she died. I mean, <laughs> Daisy. Daisy died. Ray died. Ray. Di- Ray died. She was dead. Oh. And then Kylo came back over the edge and, and brought, brought her, her back. back to life. Okay. So here's at the expense of his own life, which which weird. I had a problem with as well. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. So here's how that scene should have played out. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm a good guy now. So I'm going to bring you back to life. And then Daisy comes back, but I'm a good guy too, so I'm going to bring you back to life. Oh no, no I'm dead. And then Kyle's, like, no, 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 I'm going to bring you back to life. Like, no, no, I'm the gooder person. I'm going to bring you back to life. No, it's my sacrifice to make. I'm going to do it. You're coming back to Stop life. Stop bringing back to life. Like, <laughs> and then, and then, There's written and directed by that. George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop oh, that God. bombshell. That would be the twist ending. That's right. the real twist ending. It was, it was, it was Palpatine all. No, it was George it was all. George along. all. There was no sale to Disney. <laughs> George was behind all of these sequels. George has always been behind all of this. Oh my God. J.J. Uh, Abrams. I am J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I am all of J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we got, we got just twist. a big red line going across the recording right now. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be lovely. Oh, I hope that one gets fixed in editing. Yeah, well. A little bit. It was That was a really shit ending. It was kind um, of a shit In ending. fact, it's time for me to bash the ending. All right. All right. Let's bash the ending. All right. First off, the whole... Do we need a, do we need a theme song for you to bash? Bash! <laughs> Yeah, so, so, okay, let's start with Palpatine. Because yep, Palpatine, that's another red peak. There we go. <laughs> Can't, I'm just messing with you. Come on. So, uh, Palpatine ended a bad prequel trilogy on a really strong note with his battle in the Senate. He ended this one looking really cool, but his whole premise of, yeah, strike me down. And then he does get struck down, but for some reason it's not wrong when he does get struck down, but it would have been wrong. It, total hogwash they, okay he they, didn't get struck down first of all well i get i'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna going cross this. this with you just you're for gonna, devil's advocate go, no i've always thought about this but go for it he didn't get struck down no he killed himself you no exterior like that no it's you can look at it like this isn't some obi-wan point of view bullshit she just defended herself and his lightning came back on him and killed him i very much felt like she was reflecting it back at him. Yeah. On, you know, like he, she knew. But that's my point. If he would have just said, well, okay, I'm stopping. He would still be alive. He mm. continued in his hatred and his anger and his quest for power. And that's what destroyed and him. I Not Daisy Ridley. I didn't feel it. Uh, that's fair enough. You don't have to feel it, but that's what happened. Uh, yeah. And then the, 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 that whole bit, because they, I feel like what happened with JJ Abrams uh, sequel trilogy is they try to do all the beats from the original trilogy. You got the first one's almost a carbon copy of the first movie. Pretty close. Uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Right. The it second ride. one tried to be the, uh, oh, no, everything's bad. Uh, sort well, of Empire Strikes Back. So, yeah, second act has to take you down so the third act can build you back uh-huh. up. And uh, 
I actually liked that movie, uh, but Last Jedi. Yeah, me too. Uh, I did. I liked it. There uh, were faults, but overall, faults, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it it did, it was no Empire Strikes Back. That's oh god, for no. sure not. But then it really was the worst in the third movie, Rise of Skywalker. This this just hogwash of a mess of a movie. Uh, because that that final act of the uh, they try to replicate, they missed in every single way. The sacrifices didn't feel as powerful. The uh, moment of. Uh, Yes, they actually might win. Did not feel as powerful as it did in uh, in Return of the Jedi. I gotta say, I got goosebumps when uh, they flew up and they saw the whole Rebel fleet there, and the anthem started playing and that booming. I, I got goosebumps, I didn't, but I did get goosebumps back in the day when um, when I saw uh, them finally take out the reactor. The moment in time mm. they went, oh, the shields are down. And they started making that run. Commence attack on the Death Star's main reactor. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good act bar, man. Thank you very much. I've been practicing for quite some time. <laughs> oh, that's great. Is that squid on your plate? <laughs> I find that repulsive. <laughs> it's almost like he's really here. I know. It's creepy. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I wish I had like a divider that I could just per- is, where'd you go, Vince? And when did you get here, Akbar? I, I, I ate Vince. Oh, he was man. very tasty. I had him with a little bit of a Bernay sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I heard. He, I, I imagine Vince would be tasty. So, what are you doing after this, Akbar? I don't know. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's a great. It's a great Akbar. Oh my god! Okay, uh, um, yeah, that did get that gave me goosebumps. This one did not. Um, okay. I I'm, I'm glad it gave you goosebumps because one of us was able to enjoy that. Right, that's right. a big deal at the end of one of these movies to have a moment that really goes. Oh, and, and you yeah, know, sweet. We talked a bit about um, um, last episode uh, how I I grew up with the first Star Wars, and you guys uh-huh. kind of grew up in the in the uh, hindsight of the first Star Wars. Everything was already there. Yeah. Star Wars mania had already come and gone, so to speak. I mean, it was still there, uh-huh. but it yeah. wasn't as powerful. Uh, and that might be why that plus, of course, obviously how we now look at films doing this podcast. We look at them a little more, more clinically um, <laughs> yeah. than we usually could, would. I that think could happen. That could um, be it. I don't think it was, but it could be. So that may be why I, I still got I got the goosebumps when the fleet was there because that it just catapulted me in my mind right back to the original Star Wars. The use of the music, obviously, music um, does help. Music is such can bring back nostalgia. Yeah, I think it's right after smell. I've heard smell is the biggest uh, creator of nostalgia, but I, I bet sound is number two, probably. Oh. Um. But anyway, it, it did. It catapulted me right back and seeing all those fleet ships come in, you know, and then the guy was like, it's not a, it's not an army. It's just people that I did <laughs> I like. like that's that cool. That was one of the redeeming features. It was this. Uh, it, uh, they snuck in a message of um, you don't have to be some big organization. If the people all did what was right, then then uh, great things can happen. Just just regular people coming together and doing no matter, what is good. No matter how oppressive your government is, if you stick together with your fellow man, you can overthrow them. Star Wars always kind of was... When you compare Star Wars to Star Trek, Star Trek was the uh, follow the rules, 
the bad guys are mm. people who are trying to tear down our the society we built. Right. And Star Wars is more of the the liberal thing. It's more like tear yeah. down the established government. Yeah, uh, because they're evil and corrupt, and, and evil and, and, corrupt, and erect yeah. a, a, a yeah. just government. It's funny that you mentioned that they go because you said Star Trek is always the follow the rules, except for the captains. That is interesting. The captains can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Everybody right. else should follow the damn rules. Everyone follow the captain, except for the captain, because the captain's cool. <laughs> oh uh, man, you you over there, follow the rules. I will do whatever I want. Right? Yeah. It's like, Don't argue with me about it. it. It's really weird because it's giving mixed messages, like. Uh, okay, the captain, the captain has superiors. What right. If, what if all the superiors were going? Fuck the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, all indeed, the peons were going. Yeah, yeah, rules are good. Indeed, that's pretty much what happened. Not to not to put too fine a point on it, but that's no. pretty much what happened in Star Trek Into Darkness. The the head admiral of Starfleet said, "Fuck the rules." We're going into okay. war, and we're going into war with the best shot we got. Give me that Con guy. Oh, that was Con. I was trying yeah. to think which one in the darkness. By the way, I love uh, Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was that. awesome yeah. in that role. I'd already fallen in love with him from watching Sherlock. Well, that's and, a personal thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he reciprocates your love, I yeah. hear that's legal now. I'm oh. just kidding. <laughs> I've heard the fans of... Took uh, that and ran with it. All right. I've heard the fans of Cumberbatch are called Cumberbitches. Really? <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's interesting. <laughs> I can't can't uh, guarantee that's true, but it's just what I've heard. Well, um, don't know if it qualifies me as a fan. I like him in Star Wars. I liked him in Imitation Game. What? Cumberbatch was in Star Wars? Star Trek. Ah, yeah. There we go. Star Trek. Gotcha. Star Trek. And, uh, and I like yeah. him in Imitation Game. That was That's really the only things uh-huh. I've seen him in, so... He was great in Sherlock. He's a great Sherlock Holmes. Really? Yeah, because he does a more modern take on Sherlock Holmes. Is that a film or a mo- or a show? It's a series, but every episode, there's only like four or f- three or four episodes per season, hmm. but every episode is as long as a movie. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Oh, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're on like really Netflix good. or something? I don't I know if they're still on Netflix. I'll have to look them up. Uh, yeah, this is fine. They're BBC, so they're oh, okay. British, but they're, might they're be on nice BBC and popular. America. Yeah, they might be. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason, I really like him uh, as an actor. I've seen him in several things. One of the one of the things that he was in that I really enjoyed it was a kind of a sleeper hit. Uh, was a movie called About Time. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you see it. It's very good. Yeah. Um, he, he he really explores in this in in these movies. He's you know the hard ass. I'm the Empire. You're rebel scum kind of thing. That's, yeah, that's really his thing. But in uh, is that the British guy who commanded the fleet and yeah. Rise of Skywalker? Uh, no. Or was, which no, one? Was uh, Rise it? of Skywalker. Dom Hall Gleason was the guy that got killed. He was the mole. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was interesting. I liked yeah. his character. I mean, he's one note. He was one note, but he didn't need to be more than one right. note. I I accepted him for what he was. Yeah. And, and he was good in the story. I'm saying if you want to see him in a little bit different light, rent and watch About Time. It's an interesting story, oh. and he's very good in it. The guy who ended up being the main R- Richard general. E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, he was in Doctor Who. Yes. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, of course yeah, he has. But that's where I remember him from. When I think of it, he played like sort of an Ebenezer Scrooge sort of character mm. uh, in a Christmas special. Okay. I think that would No, wait. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. No, 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 no. no what no. did he do? No, he played in a one with um, the Great Intelligence. Mm. I think that was sort of a Scroogey sort of thing. Maybe uh, so. I'm looking yeah. him up right now. Yeah. But he was great in that. That was my, that was the point in time where I really noticed his performance. And then when I saw him in this, I spent a little bit of time going, "Who is that? Who is that? I know who that is." Oh, well, he was in Logan too. 
Was oh, he really? And he was, and he was in About Time with Tom Hall Gleason. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about that. Wait yeah. a minute. He was in Logan, wasn't he? Yeah, he played Xander Rice, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was good in that, too. Oh, right? he's, he's in a lot of stuff. He, I've, always, I've always thought he was a really good I would actor. like to review Logan at some point. I Logan's Run? see why that's not possible. We're talking was... about Logan's Run, right? No, Logan. Wait, which one's Logan? Old Man Logan. Uh, the the title of the film was Logan, but it was based on Old Man Logan from the comics. When Logan gets older, oh, and, yeah. Oh. Did you not see that one? No, oh. I did. No, I did see it. I did see it. I was just stuck on Logan's run. He was also in Hudson Hawk. Have you seen Hudson Hawk? I have. I can't remember it. Though. Darwin Mayflower. Hudson Hawk. Which one was Hudson Hawk? That, that was Bruce Willis. Yeah, as the, as the cat oh, burglar. Oh yeah, yeah. And they Swinging had uh, Da Vinci stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Who he did played, he play in there? He played Darwin Mayflower, the main bad guy. Oh okay. Yeah. Gotcha. He does good bad guys. He does good stuff. He Why does. do they always? All British people are bad guys. I, in the movies. Well, I don't know. If you believe the movies. If you if you, if if you, you believe, believe the movies. <laughs> yes. Ah, he played Doc. Yes, Hollywood. in Doctor Who, he was Doctor Simeon slash the Great Intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he um. I got a very Scroogey vibe from that, mm, but then there was no Scrooge redemption at the end. She was, was in Game of Scrooge. Thrones, too. I believe that. Who is he in Game of Thrones? Uh, Isambaro. He played Isambaro for three episodes. No, I don't remember that. Oh, well. Okay. Um. Okay, back to where we were yeah. at. Let me close this. But he was really good. He was I liked really him. good. Yeah. He was really good. And his death scene, my God, he went to the front of the bridge. And he oh, actually great. could see him flying yes. out. Yes. They did not play around. That was a Mortal yes. Kombat fatality right, right there. That was Holy an awesome fuck, how did scene. that end up in a freaking Disney film? Dude, I don't brutal. know. But Disney's obviously like... Because that, that spy got beheaded and they slapped his head right down on the table. Yeah, they did. That they was like... Did. That freaked me out. Because I'm like, holy shit. Are we still yeah. in Disney territory here? Or are we completely uh, abandoned Disney the mouse? Got edgy. Yeah. Like, like edgy as shit. Yeah, Mickey Mouse is running around with uh, with uh, coke fingernails. And, and what's stuff. what's trippy is that dude's head that they slammed on the table kind of yeah. looked like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> if Mickey Mouse was a squid, yeah, right. Maybe that's what it is. Goofy just had enough. <laughs> took out Mickey Mouse and went. Yeah, yeah we're going dark. We're going dark. <laughs> Mickey Mouse yep. after dark. Yep, we're going dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, let's do this shit. Not you. <laughs> oh, fuck that crap. If you're going dark, so am I, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sure that was funny. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. That was that. horrible. I don't know. It might have been funny. I don't know. So we got Dom Hall Gleason, Anthony Daniels, of course, mm-hmm. uh, played an awesome C-3PO. He has been in every single film, all nine of them. Crazy. The Star Wars saga. Yep. Yeah, not the, the, the Skywalker saga. It yep. wasn't in Rogue One. or No, no, no. No, just the Skywalker saga. Which uh, is arguably but he's some the, people's favorite now. That's what I'm saying. He's the only one that's been in every single film. I, I had someone. Whoa, okay. I think this was my friend Eric or... Matt. So I don't think it was you. So I don't think I'm repeating stuff back to you. I okay. hate when I do that. It's like, I remember yeah, something right. someone said. Then I tell someone what that other person said. Then I realize they are the other person. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. I don't think it was you. I, uh, so I think my one of my buddies ranked the movies and he went Empire. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Rogue One. But, well, um. yeah, I, I, I'm seeing that sort um, of uh, some people are finding Rogue One just way up there. Um, I loved Rogue One, though. 
I did. I, I love. I did. Ghost. No, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a very good film. I own it. I, I watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that it was better than the original, though, yeah, I have a problem there. I can put it in front of the prequels for sure. Oh yeah, and I can put it in front uh, of the sequels. Yeah, too. I can put it in front of the sequels. I can put it in between everything and the originals. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, but uh, but for some people, I guess it's even better than. The original Star Wars. Oh well, more power to him. Yeah, uh, I Max, have trouble with Return of the Jedi because of the the Ewoks. When I was a kid, I loved the Ewoks, but I went back and watched it, and I loved everything about that movie except the Ewoks. Wow, that's surprising. So man. yeah, eight year old me loves Ewoks, and thirty uh, year old me, which is when I think I went back to it, uh, does not care for Ewoks. Wow, yeah. I'm I'm literally really really shocked because <laughs> the Ewoks like were awesome in that film. I mean, they well, everything, yeah, the Ewoks in this everything about rise. them. Yeah, for like four seconds. Yeah, it was just a little. Interestingly enough, that yeah. one of the two Ewoks that was there yeah. was uh, Wicket from the Return of the Jedi film, and yeah. it was uh, what's his name in the in the suit. Uh, the oh, same, same really? Guy, uh, Warwick Davis. Yeah, you know, so this Warwick Davis basically. He's in a bunch of them now. Bunch of what? Bunch of uh, Star Wars things. Solo he was in two. Solo. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was two as a as a Ewok, but yeah, he's been in a couple other things. He was in one of the. He was in the first prequel. Mm. I know of. Okay. Um, I think they just sort of sneak Warwick Davis. He hasn't got a lot of work since Willow. Right. Oh, that's great. It's great, man. That's why I pointed out when I was watching it. Uh, the movie. Uh, I was like, yeah, that's Willow. Uh, Solo. Well, oh, solo, yeah. So, yeah. Well, who was he yeah, in Solo? Willow. I don't remember who he was He was just solo. random background character. Um, I think he was with the crew. Uh, that crew that eventually uh, took so, on uh, the Red Dawn or Red whatever. Red whatever. Red Crimson I don't, Dawn. I don't see him in Solo here. He's in there. He's for I, sure in I, there. I don't see him in Solo. He's a bit part. I don't see him in Solo. He was oh, in there. there he is. There he is. Weasel. Yeah. Weasel. Weasel. Okay, gotcha. It's yeah. a small part. It was I, a small I, part. I would guess so. He's probably, oh, you had to scroll down that list a ways. To, yeah, it was quite a ways. Yeah. To be announced, untitled Willow television series, <laughs> where he will play Willow Ufgood again. Huh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't ever look like he's aged. No, he looks pretty old. You think so? Oh, God, yeah. yeah I think he he's done pretty well. He is definitely aged. I mean, it, yeah. I've seen people younger is, than him that look older This is cute because he's wearing a shirt that says, Judge me by my size, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Warwick, we do. Warwick, we do. I like Warwick. You're a skilled actor, but you are a tiny, tiny man. Yeah, well, that is. I mean, you can't lie. That's the fact. <laughs> exactly. He's a tiny, tiny man. Max von, Max von Sydow was in uh, the first film as Laura Santeca at the very beginning. And I'm trying to remember this. Uh, like I said, the first ones. The very first film uh, where uh, Poe lands on the planet and they're in that little city thing, that little village, and he gives Poe that little thing and says, this will begin to make things right. Okay. He gives him a little jump drive, a little space I jump don't drive. I actually remember that. Yeah, that was Max I von I should have rewatched the first one before he did this. I was a little bummed about that because I, I really like Max von Sydow as an actor. I've, yeah. all, I've liked everything that I've ever seen him in, and yeah. I was really just a little bummed that... He wasn't more fleshed out. He didn't. He didn't have more of. Maybe they'll go back and do something. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's 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 Disney, and they have a great knack at completely extracting all the money out of a subject. <laughs> so maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Maybe I don't um, know. Uh, they've been pretty good about the MCU of not going too into the money. But hopefully, they can learn from the MCU and do 
good with Star Wars. One, they need a Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. One one uh, cameo I'd like to <laughs> pay homage to because I thought it was great when I read about it. Okay. Uh, the first the first movie, uh, Force oh, Awakens, yeah. right? When they capture Rey mm-hmm. and she's on that little bed and she's like locked in, and then she realizes there's a stormtrooper behind her, so she does that whole. You will unlock these restraints and leave your leave the room with your door, right? Yeah. And okay. and the stormtrooper comes around. And says, what did you say? You will unlock these restraints and leave the room with the door open. And he looks at her and says, "I ought to tighten those restraints, rebel scum." And then she does it again. Of course, then he leaves the door, and she says, "And you'll drop your weapon, and I'll drop my weapon." <laughs> that yeah. stormtrooper, yeah, was played by Daniel Craig. Really? Really? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. He snuck himself James into a movie. James Bond himself. Snuck him into a Star Wars movie. I thought you would appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I also appreciated the uh, the Force bit on the uh, um, the Imperial cruiser, the Imperial control ship. I think is what they called it. On which one? Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was when funny. she did the Force. You're thankful on. we're here. We're so thankful you're here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That was and pretty then, good. And then when Pose, uh, not Pose, um, what, what's what's the other guy? Finn. Finn. Yeah, Finn's response. The, the one like, that we commented earlier didn't have enough to do. He and now this, we're forgetting his. We're name. We're forgetting his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he had the one line, one liner. Does does she do that to us? Right. Yeah. That, that was, was great. That was, that was great. That yeah. was great. How can you trust the Jedi? I mean, yeah, that that would be tough to trust the Jedi. I mean, she's not technically a Jedi. That's even worse. Technically. You know, Je- Jedi have at least a code. Right. You know? <laughs> this is a random person with force powers. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like, did I really want to do the dishes last week? <laughs> did my wife just force me to? <laughs> right. The force. Uh, you, second, you want to clean the bathtub. Right. <laughs> second <laughs> film saw the addition of Kelly Marie Tran and Laura Dern and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, he, um, he was, she was in there. He was in there for a quick little bit. minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I gotta say, all of them were okay. Um, I appreciated what they, Del Toro did good. I appreciated what they brought to the. He did good. He aggravated me with his line of speaking, how he spoke. Oh, the weird. Yeah, there's probably some sci-fi futuristic reason he talked that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, and it was yeah. fine as the character just kind of irritated me a little bit. So when he was off the screen and didn't show up for the last movie, I was way okay with it. I didn't think there was any reason for him to show up in the last movie there were some really poignant things there wasn't any reason for him to be in the second movie they could have just literally walked in and found the guy with a little red bloom on his thing and said hey hey we need you to come with us we'll pay you money okay i'd be glad to come with you and there you go yeah there was no reason for Benicio to even be in it (laughs) there was an interesting there were interesting messages in that movie uh that fell flat because the third movie didn't pay him off okay uh, okay, so the idea that oh, rebels versus uh, that arms traders are selling to both the Imperials and the rebels, right? Uh, the the issue with some people seeing it as not their fight, like uh, Benicio del Toro's right. character, uh, just just two sides of the same coin. Um, there was a bunch of story beats that just had to do with looking at it from a different perspective. But that only really works if you're going somewhere with it. And that's what I was hoping for in this movie. The whole annihilation of the Rebel Alliance, sort of, that was the only story beat that really got paid off. The idea that, okay, they did these nice things and people remembered the Rebels. And then they that paid off here. 
when they all came to the rescue. Now, have you heard about um, Ryan Johnson supposedly making another Star Wars trilogy of his own? No. Okay. Where is this going? Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's that's like a thing. Apparently, it was part of his deal uh, when they approached him for, uh, or maybe he approached them. I don't remember. But it was part of his deal Mm -hmm. as taking the directing job for uh, Last Jedi that they would, in the future, allow him to develop his own trilogy based in the Star Wars universe. And nobody knows what that's going to be about yet. As a matter of fact, some people actually <clears throat> incorrectly reported it as not a thing anymore. Like, that was it was axed. Mm-hmm. But I, then I heard that it was back on again. So I'm not really even sure if it's true, <laughs> if it's mm-hmm. going through, if it's true, whatever. But that's what I had heard not too long after Last Jedi came out, that he's going to come back and helm three more movies in the Star Wars saga separate of the... Uh, uh, so some, Skywalker saga. Somewhere after, they exist in that universe, but they don't have anything to do with Skywalkers. Right. I'm fine with that. But yeah. I'm not excited about it, but though, I'm, either. No, no, no. Same here. If if it happens and it becomes a good series, yeah, okay, great. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go see at least the first one to see where it's going. It's going to be about you know. that first one. You walk, We walk in there, and the, feely, yes. the feelies we get from that will yes. tell us whether we're going to be excited for two and three. I mean, and it could go really, really well. Like we, yeah. everybody's saying, like you said, uh, Rogue One was a sleeper hit. Sleeper hit. Solo. Solo. A sleeper shit. Everybody's saying, yeah, it was horrible. I yeah. really enjoyed Solo. I like watching it. I think it's a good flick. It fills <laughs> in a lot of the backstory for me that some of it I knew, some of it I didn't. Uh, I like, it, it is what it is. I it's, can it's name a some stuff I liked about the Solo movie. I liked I liked the planet that Solo came from. Right, it interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, in futuristic 90s grunge post-apocalyptic craziness you mix all that together and you got a shithole of a planet and, and, what, uh, what's funny about that is that corelli is not supposed to be a shithole of a planet it's, oh really it's a manufacturing base and manufacturing bases are i mean they've got their areas that are blue collar uh-huh. and then they've got their areas that are white collar the people that you know administer all that kind of shit yeah so it what what we saw was really the blue collar section. I think we saw worse than that. I always think we saw the ghetto that's in between two blue collar sections. That that could even be true too. And yeah. then the the imperial section yeah. as well, you know. But then then we I, were off. We were, I think that was the big thing about it is showing imperial impression. Uh impression? Oppression. Oppression because maybe that place wasn't as bad uh, before the imperials decided to start policing it. That's possible. Yeah. But it was a cool scene, and the scene with the 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 oh star destroyer inside that vacuum of yeah tunnel. Oh yeah, was. that was cool. It was such a that was great really image. cool. We're getting to the point though with Solo and this new trilogy, where it's a lot of awesome imagery and stories that fall fat flat on its face. Yeah. Well, so you know, sad. you can have all this great imagery and great cinematography and everything like that, but if you don't make people believe in the characters, yeah, that's that's where that's where Lucas yeah. won with these first yes. three movies. Is the he, originals, he yeah. yeah he developed the characters properly. He made you care about them. It was so, it was like a, a group of friends who said, "Hey, um, guys, we're we're gonna make a Star Wars movie." Uh, we're going to make a, a space movie and uh, we're going to be the main characters because they all felt like friends that you'd meet in the neighborhood mm. who just went on and they, they got their stories. But in the end, that friendship showed. Right. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Getting Didn't into show the, it in any of the other movies. No. Getting into the last movie, uh, we had some 
additions. Naomi Aki played Janna. Uh, that was that stormtrooper chick. Yeah, I didn't care about her. Yeah, not really. She was a kind of a removal. Uh, mm-hmm. Richard E. Grant, of course, played Allegiant General Pride. He was pretty good, but mm-hmm. you know he didn't have a whole lot to do. Uh, Zori Bliss, the character that they ran into on that that, liked that one planet. You like yeah, Pose? I only liked it because of, yeah. I only liked it because of Pose back and forth with her. Uh, other than that, I mean, she was pretty much throwaway. But did you recognize the actress? No, and I. Okay. I will say I half recognized her when her visor came up. I could see her eyes and yeah. I went, I, I recognize those, but I couldn't place them for the life of me. I couldn't place. So them. you don't know. You don't, you didn't look it up. I, you don't know who, who played her. No, I haven't looked at it. Up. Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell, Carrie Russell. Who's Carrie Russell? <laughs> Who's Carrie Russell? She's Who's one of those she? people that stars in a lot of movies and she's a very good actor, but nobody really knows oh, yeah. what who, the hell she stars. She? <laughs> she got very familiar eyes. Familiar uh, eyes. She has been in Mission Impossible 3, August Didn't Rush, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, uh, barely remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me get some. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. We, we were soldiers. Um, I didn't see it. Man, you should see that movie. That's a really good movie. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, wait. Nope. Uh, comic Wonder Woman. It was it was a cartoon. Never mind. Oh, from 2009. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't it. Uh, movie called Dark Skies. Have you seen that one? Mm, it doesn't sound familiar. That's a great alien invasion flick. You should oh. Not alien invasion. Alien abduction flick. You should watch that one. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think she's been in anything you've seen. No, probably <laughs> not. pretty sad. Yeah. They need to put her in the MCU just so I can say, oh, yeah, I know. I know right? she is. She's so. very, she's, she's very good. Yeah. Uh, at what she does. I, I really like watching movies that she's in. Um, she was in Mission Impossible 3 for like 30 seconds at the beginning I don't like of the film. any of the Mission Impossibles. I fell off at, well. Okay, well, for an espionage guy, that kind of surprises me because they're pretty good. There's a couple it's that not, suck, but most of them are pretty good. It's not about liking espionage. I like a movie type that I haven't seen in a while. No. And the MCU is uh, bringing back espionage at a time where it's been a while since I've seen a good espionage movie. Okay. And that looks like a good espionage movie. Well, she was in she was in the beginning of Mission Impossible 3. Uh, Luke, uh, Lucas, Jesus. Uh, Ethan Hunt and his team mm-hmm. go to rescue her because she's being held by a bad guy. Yeah. And when they get her, they realize that he's put a, an explosive implant in her head that he can detonate at any time. And so they're trying rapidly to figure out how to deactivate the explosive before it goes off. Yeah. And then it goes off. And she dies, obviously, but it's just the way she dies. Like one eye goes pointing. All you hear is a click and one eye goes pointing this way and one eye goes pointing straight ahead. And she just gets this look on her face like, and it was like, oh, holy crap. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you know, thinking, what the hell did I just look at? Wow. Yeah, it was very, very poignant. And of course, he had feelings for some kind. I don't really don't know how deep they went into all that. Gotcha. So it was sort of a character driving. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, there was a show called Bedtime Stories. I believe that was one with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the comedy guy, Adam Sandler. Uh, was it Adam? Yep. Well, that was Adam, a movie. Adam Sandler, Bedtime Stories. Uh, that was a movie. Wasn't Have you it? seen that? Yes. Have you seen uh, it? Oh, I think so. She was in that. Don't remember it well enough. Okay. Those eyes, though, and they looked familiar. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I can't recognize people by eyes. Maybe she just has similar uh, eyes to someone else. Uh, that could be, too. Hmm. I haven't said anything funny in a while. Um, <laughs> here oh, is here's a character. Okay. I'm gonna see if I can flip this again and show you. That's oh, Carrie okay. Russell right there. Wait, no, I do recognize that person. I don't recognize her from any of the things you mentioned. Wait, oh, well. wait, wait. Russell at the premiere of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. She was not in that. 
Oh, well, okay. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Let's move on with our lives. Okay. Yeah, she did fine because of the back she and did, forth between She did fine. Poe. Yeah, she was I, good. I did like her. I did like her. It was funny. Her and Poe were cool together. Um, and I saw just enough of her uh, with what they gave me for me to be satisfied. I don't. I didn't really need to see more. I didn't need to see less. Okay. Oh, it was good. So, uh, of course, Ian McDermott uh, returns as Palpatine. We know that. Did a, did a great Dude, job chewing getting, scenery. Yeah, he's getting old. He is definitely getting old, but he did a great job chewing yeah. scenery with they, uh, with everybody else. Then let's talk about your favorite. Okay. Your favorite that you talked about earlier. Oh, Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Billy yeah. D. Williams. Yeah. He did. Uh, he used to have posters around St. Louis City of him selling alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. Some sort of alcohol. Some cognac or something. No. I don't remember what it was. No, I think I know what it was. I think it was like uh, uh, Colt 44 or something like no, that. No, it wasn't Colt 44. I'm pretty sure it was. No, it was a liquor. No, I don't think it was a liquor. Let's see if I have enough. Okay, anyway. You go ahead um, and look that up. But I'm anyway, yeah, up. no, I liked him. I was happy to see him back. Again, it was kind of a throwaway thing. Yeah, but like you are the man. But if they, plan, if they go forward with another film where maybe him and Jana team up and, you know, they, they do some kind of a thing and in the midst they find out their father and daughter and, you know, that... I, I could see that happening. That would be nice if that would if that were to mm-hmm. uh, blossom out a little bit. Um, Billy Lord came back as uh, Lieutenant Connix. Of course, that's uh, that's uh, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. So it was nice to have her in there. Uh, I can only imagine what it was like going to her mom's funeral and then Leia's funeral in this film. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Greg Grunberg came back as Temin Snap Wexley, and I was so. So upset when he went down, dude. Dude, you're right. It's cold 45. <laughs> I win. <laughs> and Harrison Ford was back as Han Solo. He was not credited for this role. I think they probably did that on purpose. I, I think you're right. Yeah. They'll, they'll credit him later. What did you think of Babu Frick? I liked him. He was awesome. You know he was a middle finger to George Lucas. <laughs> It was like, hey, hey, George, you remember uh, how you tried to make a cute alien and everyone hated him and hated you for making him? This is how you do it. This is how you do it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Ain't <laughs> no, he was a freak. Oh, I loved it. He was, it was like, awesome. I love C-3PO's reaction to it. It's like, oh, Babu Freak. That's my oldest acquaintance. I know. My oldest friend. Yeah, like 12 hours, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. That, was, that, uh, that whole part. Was oh, was simultaneous that whole part was simultaneously tear jerking and creepy as shit. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you're so used to uh, Anthony Daniels voicing C three PO, and then he pops with the red eyes, and he's like, "No, that's going, oh, that's yeah, yeah. and you're going, Whoa. Oh, "That was pretty fucked up." <laughs> yeah, evil three PO. Yeah, it was evil PO. It was wicked. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so. Uh. And uh, yeah, that was so. That's about that's it. I about have, actors. I have issues with that uh, scene uh, because they 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 didn't really even seem like they cared that they were about to erase his memory. Mm. Uh everyone else, and then and then he was like taking one last look, look at, my at my friends. friends. That's your yeah. friends. You met them like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and they're dicks. Right. They're like Big dicks. They're fucking erasing your mind. Yeah. And they're not even really trying to come up with something else. Finn. Biggest dick. Yeah. It was like, well, well, how can we get this information on him? Well, we have to do this thing that's a thing and it's bad and it's going to hurt me. Let's do that. <laughs> right. Asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's... <laughs> I mean, he, that's such a sentimental line. I'm taking I mean, one last look at my friends. Nobody even yeah. nobody even floated the idea of maybe finding a fucking linguist. There's nowhere. 
nowhere. That's a good point. So let's just sacrifice our best friend. Yeah, yeah. That's that's our first go. Let's let's kill yeah, him. Yeah, that's the, and yeah. and that was before because he said they said he can't translate Sith writing. He, he can. He can't speak it. He can't speak it. Is there some other? Because he way? Transla- He said he translated. I know exactly what it says. Wonder if there was some other. I don't know. I don't. There was some other way because right before they wiped his memory, he said, "Oh, I just thought of something else we can try." Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but in the end, and then Blanky's off. The end. It's I'm, like what? Yeah, I'm done with. I'm done with complaining about the actors and stuff like that. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the music because I do have some stuff to talk about the music. Okay. Uh, the Imperial theme. I noticed how many different ways they did the Imperial theme, different variations on it, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a sort of... Uh, Are you talking about just in the one that you just watched? Or? Rise of Skywalker, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I saw variations throughout the three movies, but in this movie, it it was the most poignant, uh, the variations of the Imperial March. Okay. Specifically. And there was even like a sort of sad, uh, sad version of sort of creepy version when they were walking through the uh, remnants of the Death Star. Hmm. Do you remember that when it was in the Emperor's Throne Room area? Yep. That version was probably one of my favorite variations since the original. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. And I was like, wow, that's uh, it. It it was good. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely. It it didn't return me back to uh, Return of the Jedi. No. Per se. No. It didn't but, do that for me either. But it, Gave but me a it, different feel. Yeah, but it evoked those kind of feelings. Yeah. You know. I was... I, I liked it. And I, I liked that whole scene because that was one of my favorite bits. Her going in there and then fighting with uh, Kylo Ren. The mm-hmm. Kylo Ren fight with her and him. It almost felt like they were leading up to her uh, turning bad, which they didn't pay off well right. enough. I did like that part in, in the in the throne room though, where she she had the vision of her bad self. That was cool. That was interesting, and she had like a. Am I remembering wrong that that's sort of like Mara Jade's lightsaber from the extended universe? I didn't read the only part of the, the only thing I read sure. about Mara Jade was uh, the Thrawn trilogy. Okay, and she didn't know. have a lightsaber in that. She, that developed. I thought later. she ended up getting a lightsaber at some point, though. Yeah, oh, she may have. I'm saying, but it okay. wasn't in the Thrawn trilogy. It was okay. It was later after that. Gotcha. I'm not as well versed in the. If we could ever get a Star Wars expert on here, we should talk about the extended universe a bit. But um, yeah, 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 we'll move on with our lives. Okay, so did you hear any other themes? Because it was your basic, um, basic big scale music. Just like I'll be all honest. of the other Star Wars movies. Yeah, I'll be so honest. The Star Wars music things. always affects me kind of subtly. It, it, yeah. It's I'm a I'm a visual kind of guy. Ah, um, okay. And that's first and foremost for me is the visual aspect. The yeah. the auditory comes second. So it it um influences the visual and it influences how I feel when I'm when I'm watching any any particular thing. So it's there. I'm not saying I don't I ignore it. It's there, but it's not something that really is thrust into the forefront unless it's meant to thrust into the forefront, such as not to revisit it again, but the part where the fleet was coming in and oh. they were playing that whole Star Wars theme very loud, yeah. boisterous, you know, uh uh yeah, horns yeah. and everything. That that affected me because it it was like here, look at this. <laughs> All these guys are coming back in, wow. you know. <laughs> so I think that was what it was intended to do, and that's why it stepped up several 
volume notches from the uh, the incidental music being played in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I do until you mentioned how how they played that in the uh, the throne room. The throne room. Yeah, I I, I heard it and I thought about it, but then I forgotten about it until you mentioned it again. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He did play that. There were two variations that I specifically remember from seeing this movie just a few moments ago. Uh, Rise well, of Skywalker. Like, it was like three hours ago now. Yeah, sure. We'll say that. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, two versions. I thought they were really good. I think there were more. I think those two just stuck out for me mm-hmm. to the point where like, oh yeah, I got to remember that. I got to talk about that. Those are really good. Uh, overall, the music was just really good. Uh, it was it was proper Star Wars music, and it didn't do the thing that annoyed me about Solo, where it was in music placed in a bad spot. So I was really happy with that. Well, that's good. Yeah, God, Solo, I mean, it's you, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's John Williams. John Williams is great. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't John think he's Williams ever done anything else besides Star Wars. I know. Oh, he I'm has. sure he, he has. To have. I want to see. I don't think he's I'm done. Look that up. I don't think he's done anything bad in his career, though. I'm going to look up his work uh, when I get home today for our next podcast. I'm just going to say something about it. If I remember, I'll probably forget. So don't hold me to that. Okay. I won't hold you to that. But I will tell you that he's done uh, scores for Valley of the Dolls, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, The Reavers, Fiddler on the Roof, The Poseidon Adventure, uh, The Tom Sawyer, (laughs) Towering Inferno, Star Wars, Close Encounters. Jaws, Superman, oh, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Return of the Jedi, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, Empire of the Sun, Witches of Eastwick, Accidental Tourist, Born on the Fourth of July, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, JFK, Schindler's List, Nixon, Sabrina, Sleepers, Amistad, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Angel's Ashes, The Patriot, AI, Artificial Intelligence, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Prisoner, Azkaban, Catch Me If You Can, Memoirs of a Geisha, uh, Adventures of Tintin, War Horse, Lincoln, The Book Thief, Star Wars Force Awakens, Star Wars Last Jedi. So he makes a lot of music. Yeah, he makes a lot of music. Yeah, okay. He probably spends that, a lot of time. And those are actually that. just the ones that those are just the ones that he was either up for or had won an Academy Award for. <laughs> if I go into the next <laughs> list, BAFTA, oh, I think we, I think he got BAFTA us, yeah. awards, Emmy awards, Golden Globe uh, awards, yeah. Grammy awards. <laughs> Grammy awards is really long and includes such things as um, Yoda's theme. You know, oh, they, that's they, they get those, specific. Yeah, yeah. Sp- Olympic yeah. fanfare and theme, uh, yeah. which that's kind of interesting. Born on the Fourth of July, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so he's been around. He's been around the yeah. been on the block a time yeah. or two. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's John Williams. Yeah. He's synonymous syn- syn- synonymous with uh, Star Wars now. It seems like. Oh. And pulls us probably to the last bit, but I'm not sure. I've been thinking about this for a second. Uh, the tech bit. Mm. It's all. It's always harder to to do tech in these really, really futuristic movies, right? Uh, but it's gonna be even harder, being that we covered some of the tech in the original and prequels. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, and that's the thing. It's it's thirty years later from the uh, from the original series, original trilogy, but it's not a whole lot has changed. You know, starships are yeah. star, still starships. They still have hyperdrive, yeah. Um, oh. Which is really funny. Thirty years on, they haven't made faster hyperdrives. Seriously, the what? Millennium Falcon is still the fastest the thing light around. Skip, uh, the uh, the light, light speed skipping. Skip. Yeah, yeah, that was freaking awesome. That was that was yeah. Cinematic, cinematic, <laughs> cinematic. <laughs> that was cinematic. Cinematic. That's, that word that was is brought cinemat- to you by Random Taco Joint. Yes, <laughs> <It was> cinematically. <laughs> awesome and it was really cool 
uh, story wise. It was a I visual, loved it. it. I loved it, but it was a visual representation of everything that was wrong with the first hour of the film. Oh, because it was going through so fast. Yes, because can you name one planet they went to? No, but I kind of remember sort of the stuff. They were in like sort of like Sky Place, and then they were going through Spikes, and I don't know what any of those places were. Of course, <laughs> of course, uh, just. But I loved it. I loved the idea that uh, here's this thing you can do, but there's a really good reason why you don't do it. <laughs> I mean, and then they meet up later. It's like, what'd you do to my droid? What'd you do to the Falcon? <laughs> <laughs> right. The Falcon is freaking on fire, it's like, man. It's like, the droids, the droids not on fire. The Falcon's on fire. The droids <laughs> missing half of itself. What's going on? Well, that was a great set of scenes. I thought I wish the more to the movie had been like, you that. know, yeah. Han Solo said in the very first one. Yeah. You don't go flying through hyperspace without, you know, plotting a course. Right. Like bounce too close to a star or fly right through a supernova. Uh-huh. That'd end your trip yeah. real quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I take it there's a science to um, warp speed skipping. You or know what? They called it. You know what? No. Well, okay. Then there's a ponus to it. Yes. A straight ponus to it. Hey, let's go get powed. That I can. Yeah. That yeah. I can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Light I mean, speed. That... Light speed skipping to me is like. Um, Oh, what did we just talk about the last episode? Shit, I can't think of it. Um, where it's 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 what they did. Um, ah, why can't I think of it now? My mind <laughs> sucks. Um, hang on. Of uh, light speed skipping is the is Michael Baying light speed. <laughs> I don't think it's That's that what, bad. Oh yeah, did you see the Falcon? It was oh, on it was fire. Fucked up. I was fucked. <laughs> okay, I see what you mean. If Lightspeed were a real thing, not from a cinematic point of view, but no. from an actual flying point yes. of view, it's the, you just Michael Bade that you flight. You just Michael Bade that flight. Yeah, That's exactly yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting you yes. now. Yes. I'm feeling. I smell <laughs> what you're stepping in. But I uh, I read a thing where, like, the planets that they went to, I'm sure we knew planets. them. Like, like sure. Endor was one, one of them. My, uh, really? Yeah. Endor was one of them. And there, there was like two or three that we should have known. I know. Yeah. And it went so fast, you didn't see it. Yeah. I just like, I don't think they need to, they don't need to do as many callbacks as they do in the movies uh, with those, these big longstanding, uh, they need to quit it with the fan service. I, I agree. You know what? You know, People are coming to see the movie because they like the pre, they like the one you just did. Because we want to so, see a good story. Yeah, we so don't mind if you a, drop a couple. Right. Yeah. One or yeah. two. One yeah. or two. Three maybe. But keep it new. Keep it new. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at two. Uh, let's look at this. Nah, it was it was uh, fan service puke. Let's look at. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Let's look at in game. That was fan service payoff. It was earned. Yeah. They did not earn Billy D. Williams in this. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they did not. They you know what they could have done? You know what they could have done so many times to what make do do Billy Billy D. Williams mean something there? What's that? It, it would have been a simple thing because they didn't ever cover it. Mm-hmm. It would have been a simple thing to have Maz Kanata at some point say, when you go to Kajimi or whatever planet that was, look for Lando. He yeah. said he when he gave me Luke's saber, he said he was going to stay there for a while. That could have been a good way to do it. 
Or you could have changed the person who was Lando's daughter to someone who was in the rebellion right now. Yeah. And you could have introduced it someone. You just needed to introduce the fact that he was going to be there because too many coincidences in a movie. Right. Uh, just makes it feel convoluted and uh, too easy. <laughs> I'm easy. reading read a little article here. It says, In the rollicking opening moments of The Rise of Skywalker, Poe and the gang utilize the iPod shuffle of the Star Wars universe <laughs> by light, light speed skipping to a variety of different moons Ooh, and planets. It is light speed skipping. I thought we were getting that wrong. <laughs> oh, no. It's called, it's light, called light speed skipping. skipping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is a bit of a head scratcher since the entire plot of The Last Jedi revolved around how the First Order's destroyers were able to do what had been thought to be impossible and track the resistance through hyperspace using some complex newfangled technology now that tech's just been installed in normal tie fighters because <laughs> they were yeah that was something true. i noticed when they took off all the tie fighters took off see tie fighters aren't supposed to have light speed tie fighters oh. are what they are they're cheap fast and disposable yeah. they have no the reason that the star stormtroopers are in a different getup is because they have no life uh, support system mm. they have no shields they have no light speed it is yeah, it is a good point it is a gun with engines that's yeah, what a tie fighter requires. The um, it requires the big imperial ships. Yeah, but there. Uh, but now there are there's others, a few. There, there's yeah, a there's few a modified few. ones. Right, that's true. Um, but these weren't. I don't think Darth Vader's was, but Darth I'll, Darth Vader's had a, had a hyperdrive and and uh, did it life uh, support, which was very odd because his suit had life support. Right, but whatever. It doesn't really need anything. And Kylo I, now, I'm, now I am going from the Star Wars role playing game some too. So okay. Kylo Ren's though. Is for sure modified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't need to play any extended universe crap to know that was a modified motherfucking ship. Putting all that aside, though, yeah. this guy's right. They took That's off through problem. hyperspace and the TIE fighters followed. And every time they popped out of hyperspace, there was the TIE fighters. And then they popped in again. Yeah, that's Follow a problem. Them. That's a problem. The hell? Maybe they should have had other Imperial ships doing the chasing I, maybe but uh, then it wouldn't have been then it wouldn't have been as cool wouldn't have the dog fight scenes and all the stuff like they were doing yeah visually oh god it just ruined a scene i loved in that movie i did have a movie i didn't love and <laughs> one of the scenes i did love just got uh, just oh, got i'm sorry smacked down I, it's like I, the rock bad. just walked in and said oh yeah <laughs> can you smell what i'm cooking yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's a Star Wars put down in your face. This, this, Here's some humble if you pie. get on, if you get on uh, Wikipedia yeah. and you look up yeah. the uh, Rise of Skywalker and you look at the plot, <laughs> the entire first hour yeah. is the first paragraph. Okay. Then they go through one, two, three, four and a half more paragraphs to describe the next hour and a half. <laughs> That's how much bullshit. Huh. Not needed bullshit was in that first hour where they were just zipping back and forth, traveling faster than the you know speed of light. Yeah, trying to get all this crap done in the first half of the movie, and then they slowed down that much more and gave so much more into the second you know that hour and a half at the end. Mm-hmm. One paragraph described the entire first half of the movie. That sounds about right. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's first time I'd seen it, but I'm like, damn. That's I would right. like, I would like to see no more trilogies in the Star Wars movies until they're ready to do a trilogy for real. I'd like well, to see them do Star Wars movies. I would like to see the movies in the Star Wars universe uh, from people who have a good idea and know how to execute it, and not uh, be influenced by Star Wars yeah. higher ups. Uh huh. Yeah, that too. I mean, just I'm, tell. Right. 
tell some different stories. Tell a love story. Tell a espionage story. Tell a chasing story. You know, the first trilogy was all of that. It was. That's what we loved about it. It was, but you know, you need to stop trying to do the first trilogy because we saw that we just saw right how but, that works. No, but I'm saying. I'm not saying redo it. I'm just saying yeah. that was what was enticing about that first trilogy. You're a, right. It was Pulp Fiction. Make another film like that. Make another series of films like that. Don't try. Oh, oh well, now we've got a shitload of fans. Yeah. We just got to do what the fans want. No. I mean, do what the fans want, but don't do what you think the fans want. Ooh. Don't do more yeah. of the same shit. That was ostensibly, that was a uh, a, a penny, uh, penny comic book come to life well, i guess they weren't penny comic books but pulp fiction it was pulp yeah, fiction was pulp that fiction. came to life it mm-hmm. was uh, the the sets looked like something out of a pulp fiction yeah. uh, comic of some sort yeah um and i think it, that's why it the, was it borrowed from a medium and brought it to life this one's borrowing from the same medium that's the problem that's I th- part of it i I, th- I think with the tr- with the with the original or the, sorry the prequel trilogy yeah it feels to me like George just said, oh, well, we've got all these, you know, threads we could follow. Let's pick a couple of them and throw a shit ton of money at them. Yes. Yeah. I and, then, well. and then the same thing kind of happened with the sequel trilogy. Other people said, well, George left us a whole bunch of threads. Let's grab a couple of them and throw a shit ton of money at them. It almost felt like obsession versus love. Like yeah. It felt like the original trilogy was a, a love project. Yeah. I lo- he loved what he was doing. He loved the story he was telling. The directors that came on loved what they were doing, and the, the maybe the it wasn't even felt like a necessary obsession. It's like I need to do this. I need to tell this story, but I don't think he maybe maybe it. not. Maybe it wasn't even his fault. Maybe when he went to do the uh, the sequel trilogy or the prequel trilogy, yeah. you know, he's like he went up to his people that were going to finance it or whatever, and mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, hey, here's my idea. I want to do a sequel trilogy, or a prequel trilogy, and tell the story of Vader before he was Vader. And everybody just said, oh, yes, you have a budget of four billion dollars. Yeah. And at that point, now he's got to spend it. (laughs) Yeah. So he spent more time trying to figure out how am I going to spend my budget than he should have developing these characters the proper way. Maybe he even thought, well, shit, they're already developed. We don't really we don't need to develop these characters because they're already developed. When Mm -hmm. in reality, none of them were. I just thought of something I, I thought of when I was watching the movie. Okay. That all had to do with something we talked about when we were talking about the prequels. Okay. George Lucas's No Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a scene in Rise of Skywalker where um, Kylo Ren was being talked to by his No Man. And yes. took it and went slammed up against the ceiling and yes. killed that fucker. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That oh, that that definitely that scene definitely evoked feelings of the uh, the original Star Wars for me yeah. when they were in that boardroom and mm-hmm. the guy's naysaying the the uh, the uh, Force and yeah. he's like the Death Star's so much better because I built it blah 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 and uh, Darth mm-hmm. Vader was like ah, choke. Yeah. <laughs> there was a big difference. I loved the the uh, what do you call the what do you call when two things are different but they're the same Ju- juxtaposition. We'll roll with that. I don't think Similar? that's the word. I don't know. Uh, there's a, a real juxtaposition between the two. I'm, I'm using that word wrong. Oh, okay. Uh, between the two scenes where you see Vader's doing it out of power. Right. He has power, and he's going to use it and show you this is how he deals with his problems, while Kylo Ren is just fucking angry. 
just so freaking angry. Like, Shut up. And a petulant, a petulant child. And I think it calls back to what you were saying earlier about who's been a Vader-like entity longer. Hmm. Vader had been 18 years at it. Uh, he he could have started like that. He knows. He knows he doesn't have to slam people into the ceiling. Right. He can just pinch a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he may have slammed a few people in the ceiling he back in his day, and he's, he, this is him chilled out. Like, well, oh, in yeah, fact, I could make. In some fact, money. in Solo, yeah, he uh, did. He, he did. Oh, right. At the end of Solo, when he comes in and he's deflecting all their blaster bolts, then he switches hands and he grabs that guy and does this number, that and that guy. Solo? That was in Solo. No, Rogue One. I was about to say, Rogue One. I was really ah. having a hard time thinking of something in Solo with I am Vader. A, I okay, am a Rogue horrible, One. horrible, yeah. horrible Rogue Star Wars. One. I remember that, and I didn't. That was the only part of Rogue One I didn't care for. Is uh, the Vader scene? Uh, yeah, I was back and forth on it. It was like the entire movie was amazing, and the Vader scene was on the cusp of being amazing. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't as good as the rest of the movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because I like everybody that I've spoken to thought the Vader scene was the best part of Rogue One. Gotcha. I liked how it went straight from Rogue One to A New Hope. Yeah. And it's necessary to do Vader if you're right. going to do that. The way they did it was was amazing. Hmm. And it's just, I don't know. Just not quite a hit for you? Yeah, it was like something that should have been just a, a hair better. Hmm. And it wasn't there. Interesting. And I, I noticed the hair too much. Maybe that was me nitpicking. Uh, maybe maybe that was all it was. It wasn't uh, like Revenge of the Sith, uh, where Hayden Aiden Christensen's scenes were just so obviously freaking awful. It wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah, um, he was bad. He um, was bad. Let's go back to tech for a minute. Oh, um, okay. So the miniaturized Death Star tech was cool. It was cool, but I think it plays back into overpowering your universe. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a reasonable expectation of yeah. I mean, they're technology. thirty. They're thirty years on, so something that took the Death Star to power it thirty years ago mm-hmm. now can be put on a little cannon and, yeah. and drug through the crate desert. It's almost the- or, and then and then a year or two later. Well, actually, that's a very interesting. That's a very interesting thing to talk about because the First Order, with all its resources, was able to shrink Death Star tech down to. Something that was about as big as a couple of tanks in in The Last Jedi. Palpatine was able to shrink it down to a starship-sized cannon mm-hmm. and multiply it times 10,000 mm-hmm. in the last, you know, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was doing his own thing, developing this crap. Yeah. Uh, while the First Order was developing their crap, and uh, one of them did it better. Well, yeah, I mean, when you got 30 years to spend on it, yeah. nobody bugging you, nobody even knowing you're there. <laughs> right. You know, you just... And you, you got just, people who are scared to not do what you say. Pretty much. Because uh, you're... All you, all you have to do is so. eat, sleep, and kill people who don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. literally all you for 30 years. Yeah. You're going to motivate some people. Probably. You'll start out with, you know, a couple million soldiers and workers. Mm-hmm. By the end, you're down to maybe a million... 30 Five, years, you can breed 000. a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them like might workhorses. breed. But the ones that are left at the end of that 30 years, those are loyal workhorse motherfuckers. <laughs> when I try to think about what would uh, what would Sith stuff like, like what would it be like? And I just try to imagine, what's the worst shit? What's the worst things that could happen? 
And that's what happens when a Sith planet. <laughs> yeah. Zoom. Yeah. 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 I did like uh you go to the ruins of a Sith planet in um Knights of the Old Republic too. Hmm. Uh, I did enjoy that, but it really didn't bring to life uh Sith worlds like this did. Oh well obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see what else can we talk about with tech. Um huh. so the so the the, the double bladed switchback lightsaber was kinda cool. Yeah. Um I don't think it's not too much idea. It was less of a less of a new technology and more of a design of the technology. Right. Cuz uh, uh but it was interesting. I mean, you can open it up to a, a good bow-sized weapon. You can close it up and you have something that can catch lightsabers. Yeah. Well, something that neat. And that made me think of lightsabers too. Uh-huh. Um I'm wondering if during lightsaber combat yeah, if I hold a lightsaber, if I if I swing at you and you swing at me and our lightsabers hit, do yeah. they stick? Interesting. You know what I'm thinking. You see what I'm saying? Do they yeah. stick? Because if they stick, then that's that's logical for what she did. She closed the the double bladed lightsaber on Ray's saber, yeah. and if that case it's stuck, she can't slide it up. She can't do this. She can't slide it up and down. It's just stuck there until she releases. I mean, she can turn it off. Yeah. She could power her saber well, down, then power it back up, and that would unstick it. But if she can't slide it, then because if you can slide it, why can't you just do this? Hmm. Push, and you go straight down towards the, the the collapsing hilt, and maybe cut the hand, the fingers, whatever there hmm. in the process. But, but you could go like this. If you turn it enough, then uh, it should create enough friction to stop. It would stop a real sword, right? Some sort of contraption like that, but because there's weapons like that, uh, they're I think they're called sword breakers or mm-hmm. something like that, and just twist them. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, I understand how it works with swords, and that yeah, applies. I don't to know all if it would work with, but with lightsabers. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. I, we have to it, wait till lightsabers become a real thing. It and we'll seems, be dead by then, probably. Yeah. It seems to me that they would have to stick for that to work. I think. Yeah. There's no real solid science and some of this stuff no i'm just going based on the lightsaber fights we've seen how they all turn out nobody's really nobody's ever clashed a lightsaber up high and then slid it down to the to the hill they really haven't ostensibly that is how i think you're right that is how kylo ren is supposed to work with the quillians on the side they're there to block a lightsaber from sliding down and cutting your hand ostensibly but but since no lightsaber has ever slid down another blade I think they're just there for decoration and to burn into your opponent's shoulder when he's up against a tree. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I did catch, yep. and I thought it was interesting. Other people mm-hmm. may not, whatever. But I did catch on Ray's lightsaber that she built. The yellow one. Yeah. She does a flippy thing yes. instead of the it's button. Got a, it's, got a, it's got a round activation switch that she kind of moves to the side with her hand and it rotates around the shaft. Why? I don't know. Maybe she could change the length. Possibly. It's like, it just rotate it halfway and it goes, it becomes a light dagger. Could be. Yeah. Um, you, you do it even longer, that becomes like a 10-foot sword. Because it has no weight. Why not? Right. You can make it as long as you freaking you, want. You can. As long as the tech will allow it. Pretty much. Huh. Okay. And that, and that seemed to be a bit beefier of a lightsaber, so maybe she put like a stronger, more powerful power source in it. Maybe. And they come with the yellow one now. So they've got... Uh, in the Star Wars universe, uh, not including the extended stuff, you've got red, blue, green, purple, yellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
If you go into the video games, you have all sorts of well, yeah. colors. But at least on screen, you now have yellow. You've added that to the, the mix. Yeah. Until, they, cool. until I, I someone like, comes out and says, man, the prequels and the sequels are crap. Only the original are canon. We're making some new movies. Huh. <laughs> you, you know think what that might it, happen one day? I think I think one day, yeah. hopefully far, far after I am dead, they'll reboot it. Somebody's going to go, let's reboot the Star Wars They're going to reboot it, yeah. And we'll start with episode one and do it right this time. They might. And it's done for us. They need to do it for a new generation. Mm. Uh, have they done that with any movies for us? I don't think they really have. I well, think they tried they're taking to re- themes. They tried stuff. to reboot Ghostbusters. The new one looks good. Seen, oh, yeah, the one that's yeah. coming up. Yeah, that looks awesome. I'm talking yeah. about the girls. Yeah, that was too campy. It was. Uh, there was some... But I'm just saying, you asked. They tried yeah. to reboot Ghostbusters. Yeah, you're right. They tried to. Yeah. It was a big thing. Um, uh, I was thinking of things that came before us that were so long ago that our generation didn't remember them. I'm sure there they are. brought them back. I'm sure there well, are. you know what? They did. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. They had the 1980s TV show, but the, most of what happened with Sherlock Holmes was Pulp Fiction. Conan, I guess... None of us read the Conan books, and they brought those out. So, yeah, they just took it from different mediums. Well, they rebooted Godzilla. Um, yeah. They yeah. rebooted. It's not very long ago, but they rebooted Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, they rebooted Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes. Star Trek has been, well, just one reboot. Yeah. You know what? Um, I think the really successful, like the old stuff that brought to new, where a generation receives it in a new form for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we're unaware of the old form or maybe vaguely aware of it. The uh, Mummy was actually a reboot. Of what? Of an old movie called The Mummy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, old black. I think it was black and white. Old monster movie. Interesting. Yeah. But I think it happens more with changing of mediums from books to uh, TV or books to movie. Yeah, probably. You're going to so. see more, more of what I'm thinking of, which is a bigger time gap. Hmm. Uh, a big time gap where a generation is just not even aware of it. Now, Sherlock Holmes almost counts because they, they've brought it back. And my first uh, understanding of Sherlock Holmes was the 80s TV show. And really, that had been a book for a long time. With the internet, do you think that's possible? What, a new medium? No, I mean, a generation that doesn't know anything about... If you don't know to look it up. Yeah, but I mean... There's lots of stuff that I had to tell them. Charlie Chaplin. My right. daughter would not know who Charlie Chaplin is, would not even okay, think to see, look up Charlie Chaplin see, without me thing. going... Here's Charlie Chaplin. Here's the thing. None of those movies are very easy to find on on the internet. You can find Charlie Chaplin all over YouTube. Really? Yeah. Because I looked it up with my daughter. And she ended up loving it. Hmm. Yeah. At least at the time. I I haven't seen her watch it in a long time. But she knows who... She at least knows who Charlie Chaplin is. I don't don't know. It's just... It seems different to me. Maybe that's just me. It just seems different because now everything is so readily available on the internet... From the get go, um, you know, I mean, yeah, okay. If Charlie Chaplin's on there, it. Three Stooges, yeah. whatever, all these, yeah. you know, all these shows have been brought onto the internet. That's fine and dandy, but how prolific is it? I'm talking about, I'm talking about the omnipresence of some of these things as they come out. Oh, Charlie Chaplin's not omnipresent, that's for sure. Right, but compared, uh, to, especially like, like compared to like Star Wars or Star Trek or mm-hmm. you know any of these things that. It's going to take years, maybe decades for Star Wars to fall from the forefront. Right. Yeah. It it will be, it might be past our lifetimes. We'll be old people and they'll come out with a new Star Wars movie. And uh, I remember when they used to show those in the theater. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, great grandpa, you're so yeah. old. Yeah. And it won't even be <laughs> movies. They'll come out with something different. It'll be no. maybe virtual reality right. or something. And like, yeah, we're just watching this whole new thing. It's it's called Star Wars, Grandpa. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I feel like I vaguely remember that. Oh, this is a brand new oh. VR uh, uh, something scape. <laughs> right, yeah. It's you, a brand new VR dreamscape. You, It's not like your old movies that you watch, Grandpa. This right. is one you put on the headset and you <laughs> are Luke Skywalker. It won't even be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> It might be. It'll be. How much money would you pay to put on a VR helmet and be in the original Star Wars as Luke Skywalker? But how much would your great grandchild pay to do the same thing if they don't promote Luke Skywalker for the next 20 years? Oh, they're going to, though. Saying that they don't. I mean, that's like saying if Disney decides to not make any money off of... No, they, Star they, Wars they still make money off years. Star Wars. They just won't do like Skywalker. But they're synonymous. They're not really. Oh, yeah. There, there's other aspects of the Star Wars universe. That yes, there are. Jedi. I think they want to get away from Luke Skywalker now anyway. Uh, so they just want to keep Jedi. They want to keep uh, the general setting. But they want to do away with the Empire. And they want to do away with everything to do with the Empire. And they want to do away with the Skywalkers. So they can try to boot it up with something that people don't know much about. That's awful bold of you to assume that's what they want. I would I, I would I think, assume. I think it's the best money move is to open up what you're able to do by doing away with some of the stuff that's already there hmm. uh, from the forefront, trying to tell a different story. And it's not it's not to do it's not because that stuff's bad. It's just because it will tie you down. Hmm. Luke Skywalker and this trilogy had to be informed by what came before well yeah uh you get you you don't tell a story with luke skywalker in it then you don't have to worry about what came before you just have to worry about what's there now well yeah i guess that's true i don't know it's it just seems like such an alien concept to me star wars without luke skywalker you know i'm 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 all for it i I think it can be done i think it can be done well Mm -hmm. but to to say that there's you know that there's just going to be no connection at all is just alien to me. I, I think I think that they would be smart. Okay, let's let's zoom for a second with this Ryan Johnson thing. Yeah. That he goes forward and he's going to make three new movies, right? Yeah. I think they would be smart to make him put a reference to something. From the previous? Yeah, whether it be Darth Vader, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, something. Just a reference. To tie it all together, because this is a gigantic. If you if you, if you place yourself in the in the, uh, the the environment of the movie, yeah, this has been a gigantic thing that has spanned, you know, 40, 50 plus years in the galaxy, and the Skywalkers were at the center of it all. Yeah, through the whole thing. So Skywalker is a gigantic name. I mean, even Ray says it in in uh, Force Awakens. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're General Solo. You knew Luke Skywalker. I thought these guys were myths. And that's only after <laughs> yeah. 30 years. But yeah, but it's true. still there. And now it's been reinformed or reinvigorated by everything that's just gone on. And you know Ray. I mean, Ray is a Skywalker now. Well, So that name is going to continue on. She says she's a Skywalker. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think it's like um, if you do a World War II movie. And you don't mention King Arthur. It doesn't mean King Arthur didn't happen in the world the World War II movie took place in. 
Uh, and what happened with medieval knights? You're, you're trying to say, I'm let's to do say, a World War II movie and not mention Hitler. That's more what you're trying no, to say. No, I'm not. I'm trying to say, don't mention King Arthur. But King Arthur had nothing to do with World War II. But King where Arthur, he had everything to do, where Luke would have had everything to do with all of these movies, this gigantic section of mythology in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but the Star Wars universe everybody's going to know about Star Wars universe is a universe, right? Now, which means that can take place in medieval quote unquote times, and then something else can happen fifty years later when the world is just focused on something, or the galaxy is focused on something else. Just like our real world shifts our focus all the time. I mean, uh, at one point we were all about the Bee Gees. No one talks about the Bee Gees anymore. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm yeah. saying I think it would be it would be false to do that. It would be foolish to do that. Mm. You know, play back into that because then, from a cinematographer standpoint, when you know, 15 years in the future, they do a different Star Wars movie or even five years, whatever it's going to be, and they throw in that reference. The new kids, the new generation is going to be like, Skywalker, what's that? <laughs> Boom. Now you got a whole new generation involved in all these movies we just went through. And they're buying them all up again on new ultra super compact tiny little discs. Uh, I think I, the way <laughs> I've seen the kids doing it now, they're coming out. They're really uninterested in seeing these old things. Hmm. Yeah. They, they seem to have this different viewpoint of what's going on. You just we, we may have to let go of some of the stuff. Keep the themes. Keep some of the stuff we've built. But let go of uh, what was ours and let them do what they're going to do. Because apparently it looks like it's going to be something very different. But our parents didn't do that. Our parents introduced us to all this stuff. Now, we may not have reacted to it at the time. I know I didn't. But I do now. I, I, I like watching some of those old movies like my dad, you know, liked watching when he grew up. He tried to introduce them to me when I was a kid. I didn't pick up on all of them. But like I said, so I do now. I'm interested in some of that now. For instance, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, he liked the movie Midway from back in the day. Okay. Okay. I think it was Gregory Peck and whoever else was in. I don't remember. Um, and he tried to get me to watch it one day, and I I didn't watch it. I wasn't interested. Okay. Now I'm interested in that sort of thing. I'm not going to go back and watch Midway from back then because it's, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old, and it's got dated special effects and that kind of thing. I'm more for the new. So when the new one came out, I was all over it. Yeah. We went and watched it. We thought it was a fantastic film. I dubbed that with my mom's music. Uh, my dad's music, I've always loved the music he likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60s rock and and uh, folk and, and uh, even some bluegrass. He's hmm. not a huge bluegrass fan. I'm not a huge bluegrass fan, so kind of like about the same amount. Uh, as I got older, I started to appreciate what my mom listened to, which was more poppy 50s and 60s music. Okay. Uh, like, uh, you know, The Temptations. Right, right. Um, but I didn't accept all the bits of her life from back then. I think I, I think I picked and choose from her stuff and my dad's stuff, and my daughter will probably pick and choose from mine, whatever what she chooses to carry forward. Right. Maybe it won't be Star Wars, man. No, I mean it might not. I'm yeah. just saying that I think as a business, as a, from a business standpoint, it would be smart to include a little bit of something in there. To make, you know, even if only 10% of the audience says, ooh, Skywalker, what's this all about? And goes back and actually watches the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's 10% more than they would have had had they not led that in. What you could do is you can do a good 10, 15 years of movies without referencing any of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at the end of that, 
bring back something, some reference or something that is has become more of um, a vague knowledge mm-hmm. for whatever generation is at the forefront there. Uh, say Darth Vader starting to fall into vague knowledge where we haven't talked about him in 15 years and we've done all this other stuff and pushed the cannon forward. Bam, here comes Vader. And uh, it's not gonna, it will be unexpected. It will be impactful uh, because the idea of Vader will be known, but Vader himself won't be known. You just know he's a scary guy, hmm. an imposing guy. Hmm. That's a thought. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, really, the bottom line is, can the cash people uh, at Disney hold off long enough to make that impactful? Or are they just going to try to, you know, capitalize on what's already very well known and very well loved? Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot of a lot of these money people are good at long term planning. Right. Yeah. Like I, I had a thought. I think maybe maybe George Lucas did have a no guy. But that no guy was also a uh, merchandise seller. <laughs> he told him no to anything that was a good idea and yes to anything that might merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Charge our beings. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I think I've completed my round of stuff to say about this movie. Um, what about you? Have you talked? Uh, sorry. Have you seen anything? I don't know if you got Disney Plus yet. Nope. I'll get Man, it. I'll tell you I what. Know, I got to watch The Mandalorian at some point. Yeah, yeah dude, you so. got to watch The Mandalorian. I feel like... Because that really kind of ties into what we're talking about. It's about 10 years after uh, Return of the Jedi uh, and the Empire. Really? Yeah, and there's still an Empire remnant. Um, so you see old-style stormtroopers in there, hmm. but they're not crisp, clean, white. They're kind of dirty and, well, and I, fatigued, and I they don't really work for the Empire anymore. They work for backwater guys that wear the Empire symbol, but... Uh, you don't I, you don't really get the feeling that they're empire guys. I really thought that was pre uh, New Hope, but no. oh no, it's not. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's about ten years after Jedi. Cool, uh, which is very interesting because I'm sure you've heard about the the baby, what, sure. the baby Yoda. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. That was yeah. an awesome reveal because they kept it completely secret until the first people started watching the show and they were there because <laughs> right, it was in the first show and now the very end of the first show and you're going what the hell and now is it meme. And now he's a meme. He's just that's that's and a what drink. Yoda is. He's baby, a drink. baby, baby Yoderita. Have you <laughs> seen those? Course. No, I haven't. Oh yeah, that's, people all over the place making baby Yoderitas. They're funny of as shit. Of course, of course. But uh, but that kind of ties into exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, because they took this property, which is brand new in all respects except for a very few, mm-hmm. and they're placing those very few references selectively. Well, with the exception of Yoda, because you know. Uh, he's in every episode, but these other references they're placing very selectively, um, and in some cases I think they're not even mentioning them at all. They're just throwing them out there and seeing who who grabs on. Oh, I'm for fine instance, with those. I'm fine with for those. instance, as long there was as they're a not putting your face enough for you for most people to notice. Those are kind of good. There was an instance where uh, the Mandalorian and his crew were being terrorized, or somebody was being terrorized anyway, by uh, some flying creatures, mm. and I could have sworn they were Minox. Oh. From Are those the from creatures Empire, from Empire, of, uh, Empire the Strikes Back. Yep. Yeah. And these those things are annoying. They they eat the ship. Yep. They eat the wiring. And these things looked like Minox, but they were never called Minox. That's fine. That's so good. I don't know what I don't know if they were or not. And yeah, they did. You know good. What? Actually, it, it wouldn't be a far stretch to think Minox have cousin creatures, just sure. like here. I mean, we got gray foxes, red foxes, stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then you got little things like. Uh, 
from Empire Strikes Back, the IG-88 droid that was one of the bounty hunter droids. Remember him? Uh, of course, I had his card when I played yep. the TCG. So now there's a character in uh, Mandalorian, IG-11. <laughs> okay. And he's a bounty hunter. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So there's little callbacks like that that keeps everything, uh, I'm not going to say fresh, but kind of in mind. Yeah. You know, that's where I'm thinking. When, when I say that Skywalker that's- should be mentioned... I'm meaning in a subtle kind of way, not a main theme kind of way, maybe not even in the first, if they make a trilogy, not even in the first two movies. You know, maybe you slide it in somewhere subtly in the third movie. I'm just saying that from a business standpoint, I think maybe, and I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, keeping keeping it distant and then slamming it. That's, that's a good strategy, too. Yeah. Um, I think it is. I just, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Everybody's got their own idea of what's going to be best and what's not, but... Yeah. 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 So anyway, that has been uh, that has been the sequel trilogy. I think I think we've cashed so. out on this right now. Uh, but I got, I'm, Although, trust I'm us, if we can figure out a way to make more money off of this trilogy, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah, because right now it's zero. <laughs> right now it is zero. Point zero zero. We get uh, we get lots of imaginary dollars from our imaginary. Oh, imaginary! Imaginary. We're rich. Yeah, we are rich. Rich. I'm, an, I'm an imaginary uh, uh, hot tub right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have an imaginary uh, 19-year-old Carrie Fisher sitting on my knee. Oh, gotcha. I have an imaginary uh, pair of tigers behind me. That nice. Held by, uh, yeah. Held by um, Amazon, imaginary Amazon warriors. I just got Carrie Fisher. I'm good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for sticking with us through this. Another extra long uh, episode of the Crunch Roast. We really appreciate it. Uh, please send in your thoughts, uh, feelings, concerns, or ideas. We'll listen to them and we'll give them their due respect. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, the Sci-Fi Crunch Roast, at Crunch Roast on Twitter, or Crunch Roast, uh, Crunch Roast at gmail.com. So, until next time, we will see you out there. <laughs>